Hello, everyone, and welcome to Valley Strange. This is going to be our first episode of 2022, and today we're going to be talking about cryptids of Texas. And today we have the same uh, folks that would always join us. We have Darth Goggletron, Grandatron, whichever you call yourself today. Yeah, this, that fits for now. And then sure. Darkwing Drunk Daniel, thank you. Hey, everyone, everyone's back. Time runs back. It's been a, it's been a while since we've been. Uh, We've done, well, actually, since we've done a Valley Strange episode. Mm-hmm. Last episode we did was the Satanic Bible, which took a long time to get started and a long time to finish. Yeah, and then um, then we got hit by the holiday season and all those yeah. got just, well, we always get hit in the face of that. We always have such great designs for December and January, and that's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, we are doing lots of other things as well. So, I mean, Valley Strange is not our only podcast that we do so no but it is it does take the most effort and the most time to prepare for so here we are we have talked about cryptids in the past uh we have gone over the duendes and the lechusa lechusa was our first one duendes was the second Mm -hmm. and we had concluded that the duende was kind of the overall cryptid yeah it can shapeshift it can take any form so Basically, it can almost take any form of the cryptids that we're going to mention here. Yeah, and I think we even made an argument about, and it was probably me because Bigfoot rules, And uh, but, you know, that potentially, you know, a duende can be a Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, so any of these cryptids, you know, they may just be these changelings at their core. That or, you know, you go to the, you know, interdimensional hypothesis and they appear however they want to. So, right. I mean, because I believe cryptozoologist slash ufologist because i'm thinking like what's that cat's name uh helps consult on fucking <laughs> close encounters of third kind jacques filet i think jacques filet and others have written uh about you know that they can kind of just pick whatever form they want and that's right. happened through time so that's why angels look one way or whatever so it's not necessarily just you know interpretation of these things it's 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 also like how they manifest but and i don't know as roland and i were kind of sharing or discussing last night and he did send me some uh pictures or videos of artists rendering of what an actual angel would look like those almost look cryptid like in nature as well like really scary looking almost lovecraftian if you will uh some yeah. of them do very yeah. lo- look very lovecraftian type you just need more like reptile and amphibian themes of right. these angels, and then you got like Lovecraft, like in a nutshell, right? Tentacles, well, very much tentacles yeah. as well. Oh, there's pl- plenty of those. I've, I think I've sent you some of those up. <clears throat> or just big Daniel. fish. I want to get into a very basic knowledge of what a cryptid is, and that is going with the yeah. Merriam-Webster's dictionary version of a cryptid, and it's an animal such as the Sasquatch or Loch Ness monster. Were probably are the most two famous cryptids ever that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist so basically any animal or anything that anyone has seen or claimed to have seen that doesn't resemble any animal that we already know in the science community that is a cryptid there's no proof there's no proof of any existence uh there's no proof of bigfoot technically i mean science depends on who you're speaking to Probably the chupacabra is probably the one that people will say that they have or they've shown pictures of a dead version of it. But, I mean, we don't really know exactly oh, what that technically right. would be. It could be a well, rabbit yeah, dog. And, and they've they've done, like, you know, DNA tests and stuff. And they they have found some goofy, you know, 
chupacabras in Texas uh, as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. that could be like interbreeding with certain animals, don't you think? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, Someone, I mean, I, someone's doing the Island of Dr. Moreau type are. of shit, you know? But there is like an advanced form of mange that can hit certain kinds of dogs or whatever. So, and coyotes that, mm-hmm. you know, really make them look freaky looking. And yeah. that has also been one of those things thrown out for, in the case of chupacabras, like, hey, they have the, you know, the this, red eyes, right? This could account for that. Oh, well, it's like really like classically, I think it's like only the, like, there are accounts of like red eyed chupacabras in the States, but I believe most of the lore of the red eyed kind of more rep- reptile form was right. from Puerto Rico. Yes, that one is. It's more like a like a, it's almost like a gargoyle-ish sort of yeah. reptile, mm-hmm. like a gremlin, like right. basically. <clears throat> yeah, know. they 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 have a different, uh, I guess. Right. Relative. So, <laughs> kind of like I guess stateside chupacabras are seeming more like canine. Mm-hmm. Piggybacking off the cryptid uh, definition, we also have the study of cryptids, which is cryptid zoology. Yeah, if there's cryptids, you know, we need to have the study of. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think there is a university, as far as I, I read the other day, I for, don't think I saved the link, though, that has... A fucking degree? Well, that That's has like... like a community, community college? I, I don't know if it's a community college or not, but... I want to get my Bigfoot certificate, man. Dude, I, I want to get my Bigfoot certificate. Fuck though, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? The thing is, man, like, it's... I mean, there are the, you know, professional, professional like-esque research organizations. Like, there's the... I can't what they call the Bigfoot one here in Texas, but there's also a national one. But I look to apply to the, the state-based one. Basically, I had to kind of quit because, it you know, it is a volunteer basis, but that's right. also they really make you like sell yourself like what skills and assets do you have for us to even consider you being part of our organization so i was like oh texas bigfoot research Conservancy. Yet. well i'm i'm curious as to what experience or skills those other motherfuckers have yeah <laughs> well the thing is um <laughs> like, they, they started it so they don't really have to have the skills well, I think they're looking for folks that you know, like are you know kind of adept in tracking and uh, you know woodscraft uh, uh, sort of Jamie, stuff. Jamie, um, okay. There's also um, there's I mean, we all like, like armchair opp- opportunities though, so they have like kind of like more research based kind of roles mm-hmm. as well. So I was thinking like maybe I could swing for that. Um, right. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, these guys are still going out, you know, whenever they can to go, you know, look for, you know, Sasquatch. It's On the hunt. Cool. Just to cite uh, one of our resources here, as opposed to just scouring the Wikipedias and internet articles, we do have a book by Nick Redfern and Ken uh, Gerhard. Uh, Gerford. Gerhard. Yeah, the Gerhard. Texas. Uh, yeah. Texas it's, called, guy. it's called The Monsters of Texas, and I'll hold it up here to the camera if it, we actually. Yeah, I didn't know you got a copy, Ray, until I looked at the outline and saw you actually quote a page yeah. out of it on the Goatman. I was like, oh, no, that no, must no. That, I, this was the reason I got it in the first place because uh, Nick Redfern, I do have books from him. So do you. I think so do you. As do I. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, a frequenter of the, the Edinburgh UFO convention. Circuit. Uh, so I have seen him speak at the the convention, of course, in Edinburgh. I definitely. I'm. I've been wanting to go to that damn convention since uh, yeah. since well, you first fucking, told me about it. But. Redfern lives in Texas too. He's in the Fort Worth area, I think. Or yeah, Dallas, see, I didn't know somewhere that either. Up there, yeah. Dallas, DFW area somewhere up there. Um, so I mean, I I don't think it's uh, far fetched to either to him to like specifically research this area. And again, Ken Gerhard is from San Antonio, I believe. Uh, so that sounds right. They are just a pair writing this book about Texas. Yes, you know? he is a San Antonio native because yeah. he talks about growing up there and stuff. And yeah, 
word. Yeah. Cool. And which was funny, uh, reading some of these uh, passages or the, some of the chapters, Daniel, we were kind of like living in that particular area, a lot of the Northwest side. They quoted some streets that were familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, dude. Some areas Hubner, of San Antonio Bank, stuff. Like... Babcock, Loop 499. Like, that, that was funny because like I was just thinking to myself, man, I not even when I was, for a second when I was living there did I think to even go and check out the Donkey Lake Bridge. Any, or yeah, whatever, exactly. I didn't know that, that not... even existed, you know, yeah. Word. But, um, um, or the lore existed. <laughs> yeah, because because all all I heard about as far as like you know spooky stuff would have been like all the stuff like the ghost tours and whatnot. Yeah, the ghost tours like yeah, it was downtown, like King yeah. District or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and then the, of course the the urban legend about you know the putting flour on the back of your windshield or rear windshield and get pushed over the tracks by ghost children or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little spot as long as you ignore the. Bud Light cans all over the place. But yeah, but to that point, Ray, and we can move on before we get to Super Nostalgiaville, but it was really crazy because they they cited one intersection where I went, um, that was like two miles from mm-hmm. where you and I lived in those yeah. apartments, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> I think it was like Hubner and Babcock. I think yeah. that was it, yeah. Like it was like right there. I was yeah. like son of a bitch. I, I know I kind of entertained the idea briefly, but I didn't really think too much of it. Um, the apartment complex that we were living at did have like a wooded area behind us. I don't know if you had the chance to go and rummage around, but I, I did. I, I went a few times back there and there was always like, I'm, I'm almost certain there were people sleeping back there because I no, saw dude, mattresses. No, there were definitely hobo that. camps back there. Yeah. Like, and and uh, they're pretty secluded. Well. I mean, no one, you're yeah, not gonna. No one's gonna but, find you if unless they're actually looking for you. And on top of that, it was right near railroad tracks. So you go over the tracks, and there's even yeah. more wooded area back there as well. Yeah. So no, that area is sweet. There, yeah, there could have been, if there were any alleged Bigfoot sightings or something, they could have been there. I, I or could see that, dude. Any sort of like, it just, back there, there's yeah. all these weird pockets of almost like mini forests there. Yeah, like yeah whole the stands of trees all over there. the. Well, they're all over the place in San Antonio. It's really crazy. And yeah. And can get, you get like crazy dense. All these like shopping plazas and stuff, and then like little wooded area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super super interesting. But and I, I I'd always wanted to go and sort of just wander around through those. But you, yeah, you got to be real careful because there are fucking like coyotes and all like lots of wild animals and shit going through there. Though I mostly personally be worried about the fucking ticks and stuff jumping out or fleas and yeah, whatnot. Probably that's a that's that's that would bug me more than the. Uh, the wild animals. <laughs> it would bug you. <laughs> um, I had wanted to ask Ray, and I don't know if this, this would be <laughs> worth mentioning here as, as we're talking about, but didn't you go on a ghost tour recently, not too long ago? Uh, I went on a ghost hunt in Austin. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. They didn't mention anything regarding any sort of cryptids or anything like that. It was always uh, spirits from past residents of Austin. Um, yeah. It, it was more of a history lesson as opposed to a ghost hunt. Sure. Although I will say the San Antonio ghost tour was a bit more dense than this one. They did stick to one place. Those, the San Antonio one spanned a little bit more of downtown area. Right. And there's yeah, there a lot more stuff I've going on I've heard about that there. one. I really want to check it out. In Austin, uh, mind you, you can't do too much downtown 6th Street. 7th Street, 8th Street. Like when you're just covering that small area, you're not going to get too much of it. So we're going to go and uh, again, I did mention that we talked about the Lechusa and the Duendes. Right. Uh, Lechusa, 
and Duendes we're not going to mention as far as like in this particular list because yeah. we've already talked about them. And, and if you want to know about that, just just go listen. Yeah, to check episodes. out our other episodes that we have. They're a deep dive into those particular cryptids. Um, here we're just going to give you kind of like a yeah, primer for uh, cryptids in Texas. And I want to say that because when we did the Duendes episode, like as far as just, you know, another, you know, just pitch for people to go check that episode out because we have a lot of fun with it for one. But secondly, you know, we scoured for stuff on Duendes because there's not a whole lot known. And as far as just the amount of content we put in there about the Duende itself, um, I think there's only one other podcast I found that endeavor to go really deep into what a duende is and uh but there is a restriction on that uh, because it is in the spanish language so like i had to like slow down spotify and really pay attention you know just because it were they speaking very quickly um fairly yeah i don't remember where they were based but it was it was pretty quick and so i was like okay just you know take it back a half step and work through it and now a word from our sponsor in a world filled with human rights concerns, an incredibly special population of our world is ignored and abused. And here at MoQuest Law Offices, we will not abide! It's time to stand up, cryptids of the world. It's time to take back your rights and tell those pesky humans that you mean business by retaining the services of our specialists at MoQuest Law Offices. The Human Hammer! We are the world's foremost, nay, only experts in cryptid law. We protect cryptids of all shapes, shape-shifting, and multi-dimensional forms. Are you being shot at as you soar through the air? Cryptid low! Do you get called a Sasquatch when you are an abominable snowman? Cryptid low! Are you accused of crib swapping because someone's baby is too ugly? Cryptid low! We are the only law firm with the balls to stand up to the human race to protect innocent cryptids around this great nation. Cryptid low! If you are a supernatural entity with no representation, contact the MoQuest Law Offices at 555-666-7777 or email us at moquest at gmail.com. Remember, that's 555-666-7777 or email us at moquestlaw at gmail.com. That's M-O-K-U-E-S-T at gmail.com. Cryptid Law. Justice for everything. Show support of your local cryptids and Valley Strange podcast by purchasing your very own Cryptid Law merchandise. Visit teespring.com. Link will be in the episode description. And remember, Cryptid Law is justice for everything. Cryptids in general do have... Uh there, there aren't, there isn't any solid information on it, on any of them to begin with. Uh, right. But a lot of them do overlap in characteristics. Right. Yeah. And we're gonna go through that here. A lot of them have similarities, right, to the, yeah, Bigfoot, Goatman, the Dogman, which goes back to our, you know, Twindles as the ultimate <laughs> cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're one of the only uh, examples of a cryptid that's almost present in most, if not all, cultures of of, of that we can find uh, in some form or another so is this like uh appropriate to say that not all bigfoots are doing this but all doing this may be bigfoots <laughs> i think we had a very similar sentiment in the twindas episode yeah, about put that. that on the back yeah. of yeah. a, should, should put that in the back of a shirt and, and, and you know it's i it's, it's been Maybe so long since we did that episode that i don't remember half the stuff that we said in there but i mean some stuff not all of it to start off our cryptids list we're gonna go with the most famous cryptid of all bigfoot Bigfoot is basically more known for what uh, North Pacific, uh, Pacific, Pacific Northwest, Northwest yeah, area. type of yeah. area, Oregon, yeah, Washington, Washington for sure. Yeah, uh, 
bits of California because I mean that's where okay. the Patterson film was taken or shot. Oh, okay. right. I, got um, I, I don't know why I was. It was in uh, it was Bluff Creek, the... California, in 1967. The famous Bigfoot footage of him. And uh, I'm not sure. And, if and I've actually, and I'm a poor so. scholar of Bigfoot because I've never seen, like looked to see where Bluff Creek actually is, apart from like the you know, history channel stuff that would like just, you know, show you a map of where it is, but I don't remember where exactly along. So I'm not sure if it's Northern California. Uh, what well, was that place called again? It's uh bluff Creek, California bluff Creek. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention as far as that video goes that, uh, I mean, I, th I know you guys have seen it. I sent you a link to it not too long ago, but I, they were someone recently stabilized the yeah. uh, video mm -hmm. of the, of it walking. And if yeah. anyone's listening, hasn't seen that, go look for it. That shit. I love stable, uh, stable, uh, stabilization technology that uh, they we'll, use. We'll put the link on, to uh, that in the description. Videos, for the episode. Cause it just, Oh man, it makes everything so much easier to fucking see. And like, it was a cool video because they played it in, you know, they played it and then they played it in reverse. And then you, so you could see a lot of little interesting details. Um, like the bottom of of uh, of the creature's foot, you know, you could almost see some of its toes as it as it lifts its leg, kind of stuff. There's just a, yeah, it was just really interesting. So if anyone who's listening hasn't seen that, uh, go check it out, go find it. But you know, surpri uh, surprisingly, in 1967, uh, someone had a camera with them while they were out there hunting and stuff. Dude, and looking at Bluff yeah. Creek, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Were they filming the whole time? How much footage exactly. did they have? Like how? Yeah, dude. Because I mean wasn't uh it was like an eight it's like an eight millimeter like crazy like, expensive but it's one of those eight millimeter like real like type of yeah those small cameras yeah yeah, yeah. but but right? wasn't that film fucking like really like cost prohibitive i imagine for most, hobbyists most, back then? most film was expensive back in the day yeah and still was like even into the 90s that's why they made disposables so you throw those at the kids when you go on vacation then you use your nice you know one for the shots you want to actually keep there's been many episodes on TV or podcasts probably that have tried to either analyze and debunk or try to confirm this particular right. video and the yep. authenticity of this particular Bigfoot footage. But we're not going to get into that. What we are going to do is get into sightings around Texas and exactly where you would find Bigfoot or the sightings most popular in Texas that they would be. So uh, some big names, of course, there would be, it's Austin, uh, maybe like in the outskirts, not in the city, obviously. San Antonio area, El Paso, uh, East Texas. And, and basically the areas where, I mean, there's like even desert prairies and stuff like that. Yeah, because that was one thing that kind of like tripped me out about in the, the Redfern and Gerd book where, you know, there's there's been a handful of sightings out in West Texas where... You don't have the piney woods or... Yeah, they can be hidden. Any of that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, and, that's the fucking desert, basically. So, like, that that's end. a trip. And um, East Texas has swamps. way less sightings than I thought they would. Yeah, there's swamps. There's also swamps the piney woods all out there. Mm -hmm. um, but when I looked at that uh, Bigfoot sightings in, on, in Texas map itself and looked at the distribution of, from county to county... Um, it was kind of crazy to see how few there were overall, like in areas where, like you know, I lived briefly, uh, where people, you know, just random people talk about how there were apparently Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot sightings, like right near this movie theater because there was like a little stand of woods <laughs> there, and I was like, Jeez. cool. But uh, then when I actually looked at uh, Jefferson County, it was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was like 
two, and I think the earliest or the most recent one was like 2004 or something like that. The and the, and the book says that 2009 was the most recent sighting, according to the book itself. But looking at the map here, the most recent sightings. I think I saw some hits for 2013. I think. Oh, actually, I think I saw a 2018 on there. Well, actually, in Marion County, I yeah, Marion County, 2000. Well, I'm just seeing it right here. I've just there's a 2019 it. in Cass County. Oh, and there's number of sightings in Marion County, 2021. So that's fairly recent. That's yeah, that's 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 last year. Uh, 2020 in, year in Parker Parker County, 2020, there were eight sightings. Hunt County, 2020, there were four. Class B, Class A. What does that define exactly? Just the type of footage they had, or well, something? it says a class B possible sighting of by motorists in daylight between the lake, oh, the pines, or and or city. Oh no, no, no! But Roland was trying to figure out, and I, I just looking at that now as far as what's well, considered a class, class a. a versus class B. Well, class I, I, B I'm like, looking at the top smells here. Smells like know, Bigfoot's you, butthole. Do y'all, do y'all see that? No, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it, but I'm just not sure what, what a Class a, a event right. versus Class B is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure there's matter. a legend or anything that I, I can just, see. Uh, just going through the motions here. The unfortunate thing about Bigfoot, at least according to this, is uh, that it's not anywhere in the valley. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. unfortunate. I guess. it's. I mean, you could be hanging out in all the little, like, palm tree stands and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. chilling. We just yeah, got to worry about by a sable. He's, a, he's, he's hiding out in Mr. G's or Ross bus stands. <laughs> <laughs> or the fucking um, the fireworks stand as well. Yeah, that's where the bit, that's what happens with them when um, the fireworks stands are closed. When they're shuttered up, they're fucking teeming with big feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you, you break in, they got their own little stove in there and shit like that. You know, It's like a tiny house for uh, a Bigfoot. Yeah, and they're... Sitting there, sitting all pretty, going like, ha-ha, we don't have to, you know, waste energy making the, what, what the hell do they call those structures? The Bigfoot houses or whatever that may be a, like, teepees, shelters or like, markers. Yeah, Bigfoot like, teepees, yeah, I think Bigfoot is what teepees. they're called. Oh, yeah. no, really? I not. Yeah, yeah, you know what we're talking about, right, Roll, where they have like the, like the stands of trees that have been like bent over each other and make like mm-hmm. a little like frame. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, they are. Like they're, they're I, I like watching a lot of uh, bushcraft videos like that because, yeah, they'll take a guy with a little knife and a hammer and he just goes out there and, oh, cool. You want to have a house on a raised platform? Sure, right now. You know, um, but to think that uh, Sasquatch is uh, out there farting through it. <clears throat> I'm I'm not I'm not too big on Bigfoot. I, I know a lot of the basics, but to me, it's, it's, it's never necessarily been too... Uh, Particularly interesting as far as I think for you, it's go. been like overdone. Like you said, they have research centers now, but the, when, the minute they start having gifts, gift uh, stores or for like these particular cryptids where they sell like mock yeah, uh, well. feet, uh, foot imprints or uh, Bigfoot backpacks, uh, Bigfoot um, cups. <laughs> I mean, mostly it just, I, I, I hear about it and I, I get the urge to go check out, to go watch uh, fucking John Lithgow and uh, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't even give a shit. Like all that stuff's cool, man. Like I would totally, you know, get you know, like a replica plaster. Oh hell yeah, you know, dude! Foot imprint and just put it on a wall. Like, yeah, be fucking it's, cool. It's fun, you know. Just, um, I mean, they do that with like the Roswell and you. They do that in Roswell, New Mexico. Like, yeah, and actually, uh, it's fucking cool because they have like the the cutout metal, like you know, like yard art or whatever. Um, 
like going on 77 up to Houston, there's a uh, round, uh, fuck, what is that little shitty Driscoll, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit south of Kingsville. They've got, it's been there forever, but they've got like all those yard, you know, metal dudes and have like the little pinwheels out of metal that look oh, cool. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> but they've got some fucking Sasquatch cutouts like there and it's oh, fucking no cool. Yeah. That's so cool. as we were driving up and down, uh, seeing my folks and like like oh fuck oh there's a bigfoot one fuck cool like just going through over the characteristics of a bigfoot majority of the time they stand between six to nine feet tall um according to just eyewitness reports hairy body obviously typical head to toe just mm-hmm. covered in hair brown some are white some white sometimes they're considered a yeti but just depending on the geographic location that they're in they have the uh the the uh, the red eyes apparently right some some do and some yeah. some, some, some have been reported as having red eyes, red eyes. Right. and they also have that uh, uh, supposedly they have that uh, reflective film or not film uh, layer that uh, like cats have oh for like right. night vision shit exa- yeah so that you see uh, you whenever you, you most people have seen these things wherever they shine a light at certain animals their their eyes seem like they're glowing and so apparently supposedly that has the they have that same property right yeah defining feature um i think there was a youtube or a reddit video somebody put out recently of a security cam that had supposedly caught either a what could have been some sort of cryptid or possibly explained to sasquatch uh, some something around 10 they estimated it to be about 10 feet or, uh, or so tall and uh you can sort of see what might be ahead you know peeking through them some uh i don't know if you guys have seen it but uh, peeking through some of the uh, foliage or whatever, but then you also see the the jewel eye, the flashing eyes kind of thing. So the red the red um, eyes can be attributed to like lots of particular cryptids. Rabies. <laughs> <Got the laughs> Most notably, uh, I think it's like the Mothman. That's like one of the big characteristics of the Mothman. Whenever they mm-hmm. see him at night, they can still see the red eyes and stuff like that. The glowing. Uh, right. But we'll get to something similar to that in just a moment. What about the the sass uh, the sass stank? Or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Sasquatches are supposed to fucking stink. And uh, was it one of the names from was a stink monkey or I think some such that um, some 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 uh, residents uh, of uh, Sasquatch uh, sightings uh, nicknamed them. Oh, um, but on the uh, subject, I mean, I've related this story to you guys, but um, the Texas Cryptid Hunter. Um, he's yeah. got a blog and I'm not sure if he's got a podcast or whatever. I think so. Um, I think you follow him on social media, like on Twitter role. You said I, I do. Yeah. Or, uh, and I, um, I had his YouTube uh, channel or something on his website up. Uh, he's got a, t- uh, a blog. Yeah. But on his blog, he, uh, has a story that apparently, uh, Davy Crockett saw a Bigfoot when he was ah, coming to Texas That's right. and, uh, somewhere in East Texas, like in the swampiness, uh, he encountered a being, but it was more like a, kind of more of a typical like almost ufo-y or like a spirit kind of event because i think if i remember the story correctly like like bigfoot disappeared somehow like he like kind of turned into mist right. or like faded into the mist or something like that like something yeah. kind of spooky or whatever okay. and apparently he was uh sentient enough to like communicate with davy crockett but i can't remember what was allegedly said but today in bigfoot history 1836, Nacogdoches, Texas, Davy Crockett, and the Bigfoot's Prophecy. In a letter addressed to Abner Bergen, Davy Crockett recounted the following tale. William and I were pushing through some thicket, clearing the way, 
When I sat down to mop my brow, I sat for a spell. Watching as William made his good and fine progress, I removed my boots and sat with my rations, thinking the afternoon a fine time to lunch. As the birds whistled and chirped, and I ate my small meager ration, I tapped my axe upon the opposite end of a failed tree I rested upon. Whether it was the axe's disturbance or possibly the heat of the high sun which caused an apparition to slowly form in front of my eyes, I know not. As a Christian man, I swear to you, Abe, that what spirit came upon me was the shape and shade of a large ape-man, the likes we might expect among more bellicose and hostile Indian tribes of the territories. The shade formed into the most deformed and ugly countenance, covered in wild hair with small and needling eyes, large broken rows of teeth, and the height of three foundlings, I spit upon the ground the bread I was eating. The monster then addressed a warning to me. Abner, it told me to return from Texas, to flee this fort, and to abandon this lost cause. When I began to question this, the creature spread upon the wind like the morning steam swirls off a frog pond. I swear to you, Abner, that whatever meat or sausage disagreed with me that afternoon, I forswore all beef and hog for a day or so afterward. We all know what happened at the Alamo. Most Crockett scholars ignore this passage as a silly story told to entertain his friend in a personal letter. Though some Bigfoot scholars remain convinced that the creature reached out and tried to save the frontiersman the horrible fate that was soon to befall him. I'm not sure if that trumps the 1875. I'm not sure what year this was supposed to go down, but... Um, well, there in 1875, there was a... A report of a feral boy being captured. So, I mean, <laughs> you could take that for what you will. Was this boy seven feet tall? They don't say. Ah, government cover-up, huh? They yeah. think he would be seven feet tall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you go, When he was fully grown, he'd be seven feet tall. Yeah, when he's tall. full grown, he's going <laughs> yeah, to be a big boy. <laughs> nope. um, I do want to go over some of the little instances here in the book that they talk about from the eyewitness accounts. For instance, there was, a situ- there was an incident in San Antonio with a man named John Martinez and his friend Rick uh, were rabbit hunting during November 1974. And they reported seeing six or seven, uh, a six or seven foot tall creature with long matted hair on its head. And their dog even snare, uh, snarled at the menacing monster. I mean, dogs get pissed off at things always, all the time. Yeah, you know? It seems to be always the thing. And there's another instance where, let me see here. It was a Dr. Grover Krantz in 1975. Guy's a legend. Yeah, described a sighting which took place 30 miles north of San Antonio. At a private uh, lake. The letter writer explained, oh, he received a letter talking about this incident. So the letter writer explained how the eyewitness had been fishing at a small secluded body of water on a 20,000 acre property when he had heard a loud splash. And gazing across the water, the man observed a large gray figure standing on top of a 150 foot limestone cliff opposite of him. And he seemed to be about eight to nine feet tall. Can someone properly gauge something that high? And then gauging how tall that person is from 150 feet 
above them i mean it depends what their baseline is you know right. do right. they know how tall those trees are about and they could scale from there exactly. or do they see a fence post so they go oh that's a six yeah, what, foot how fence are they post you know uh bigfoot seems to be like a, just a menacing character that stands far away from people and kind of just looks at them <laughs> from afar and then kind of like tries to instill fear just by looking at people and then kind of just walks away. It seems like a lot of cryptids do that, though. Yeah. But, uh, I think I remember reading one account of a Bigfoot trying to take someone's dog. Yeah, I mean, that's some things that like that have stuff. happened, like where they've mangled, like, cats and dogs and stuff like and that. And I know on, uh, I think, Phantoms and uh, Phant one of the sites here, we got uh, 40 in Research, Phantoms and Monsters. Yeah, there's a few accounts of people or this one woman that would talk about actually being abducted by a family of them and she got very specific i was a woman in her i think 60s. i saw that so, she was in her 60s and that. she was describing a an event that happened to her as a child and apparently she still has like traumatic trauma uh, from that and so she's only starting to piece it all together and talk about it um but yeah it's a it's, a, it's an interesting little account i i'd need to look look through it here but um she described uh and she wouldn't give the exact location because um they wanted they didn't want people going through there and just looking and making a big mess it's near private it's, it's near private uh private area but also um i mean obviously there was within a there was a town in the in uh in the vicinity they would um every night every, you know or every so often uh this happened to her several times. She she would mm -hmm. wake up in the cave, those kinds of things, or she would, uh, you know, they they would come to their her house, and she had a she had a room on the second floor for a time, and it would knock on her window looking for her, that kind of thing. And the fa the fa the family would, you know, it's 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 fucking interesting. If uh, if uh, anyone listening hasn't looked for it, go go to the to the website. Uh, this guy posts a lot of things on uh, Reddit, but he's apparently been doing this for quite some time. Uh, his name his the the site owner the guy who runs things his name is lon strickler uh i don't i don't know anything about him personally i don't you know if if there's any kind of controversy surrounding him i you know i'd need to i need to look it up but from what i'd seen of this site for the past few months like it seems on the pretty up and up and i was i was talking to you about it the other night ray and uh <laughs> the first thing that i i mentioned uh, as far as like showing is kind of legitimacy is that it looks like it was made in the early 2000s late 90s right site. so yeah. yeah it's one of those old like blog slash like geocities angel fire fucking websites and so that immediately gets my attention I'm like okay cool so it's been around for a while awesome so again this is another instance i believe in san antonio or kelly air force base is that in san antonio or was in san antonio i believe that I believe it shut down now. Yeah, it was in San Antonio. There, yes. No, it, yeah. it's actually shut down. And uh, oh, really? yes, it was in San Antonio. There was a gentleman named uh, Ed Olivari. And he uh, saw, I guess at a 40-yard distance, he watched in disbelief as a seven-foot-tall brown hairy creature stood up on two legs and ran off like a man into the into close by the woods. Into close by the woods. I don't know. That's a weird way of uh, wording that. But he said he was unsurprisingly hesitant to tell anyone about it, uh, what he had seen. Uh, he told his mother. He basically told everyone. Uh, when would you? What? What? When was this again? Sorry, nineteen seventy-six. Oh, okay, that was nineteen seventy-six. Like, because this this sounds like a, something from the seventies. It happened again. He saw at around two a.m. He saw another figure with green glowing eyes standing by a doghouse in his yard. And at first, he paid no notice to the mystery visitor. But later, as Ed lay in bed, it occurred to him that the figure had been far too tall 
to be a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I mean... And and throughout the night, fo- following that particular evening, there was uh, nights where dogs were howling and stuff like that. And cats were hanging out on the roofs as opposed to just hanging out on the ground. So apparently there were many cats sitting on the roof when a lot of this shit was happening. One more, uh, August 30th. I'm assuming it was the same year. Uh, Rose Medina was awoken by her dog barking around three in the morning, which is also a very bewitching hour time. Um, Uh. And saw a very light brown colored animal sitting on her back step. And basically she said it looked ape-like and the size of a nine-year-old child. There was a few more instances with that particular child. with Rose Medina and Ed Olivari, but again, you want to read more about that? You can check out the book Monsters of Texas. Yeah, it's a and it's a really short read actually. Um, I think I've I blasted through most of it in afternoon. And that's because I was spending time with it, thinking about it, you know, doing shit in between, you know, because I mean, it's only like I was actually surprised for a Red Fern book to be that brief because i think it was only like 130 40 pages total uh if you're gonna just read the actual text itself uh you're going to it's about 127 pages one of the last uh reports that they do give was in 2009 uh it happened in san antonio uh, near the intersection of uh loop 1604 and highway 151 near the sea world and next yep. uh, the water dude i just drive past past sea world or Near, actually, SeaWorld was near me. It was a little bit past where I was living yeah. at the last house. Um, so that was like within a few fucking miles of me as well. And damn it, <laughs> if I had only known this shit. Yeah, this uh, the particular creature left imprints that were like 13 uh, inches long, I guess, with their foot imprint. But there was some speculation that it was a an escaped monkey from the Southwest Research Facility. It's a giant monkey, man. Right. Giant monkey, man. It's a giant monkey, man. <laughs> so that is a, a very brief introduction to Bigfoot in Texas. So we're going to be moving on to our next cryptid, the Goatman. Yeah, and Goatman's interesting because um, he's described as being scaly. Yeah, right. which I wasn't aware like of. Like with fur no. scales. And yeah, that, that kind of confused me a bit. Most of the depictions that I've read about him, he's, it's essentially a giant satyr. And so what you I will know, present the- as an idea that maybe Goatmen are Bigfoot that have that same like mange like dogs and coyotes get that make them look all like give that scaled appearance. I've read, I guess, differing accounts about how the Goatman is a cryptid and or uh, some sort of occult figure. Right. Um, in the sense oh, that... Oh, uh, yeah. That you can summon it and, you know, like much like a, some sort of entity. Well, It, uh, it, has, a very, a it has a very demonic the, type of look. Uh, but, yeah, Daniel, go ahead. Regarding yeah, that. there's a story uh, or an account in the Red Firm and Ger- or Gerhard book where uh, allegedly it was... Uh, it might have been the Lake Worth monster... Oh, okay. So or, yeah, that's or a goatman, but there was a a story where a goatman was released by devil worshiper activities at one yeah. point, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, right yep. brought the goatman into our world from like a hellish plane. Like it's it's a pretty metal story, right, you know. But yeah, um, the so that's the only Earth, thing I've seen of goatman where they talk about that, which is fucking cool though. Like. We have a little bit to, to, to comment on as far as the, the Lake Worth monster goes. But, yeah, that is one of the... Um... Well, but the thing is, uh, arguably, because the Lake Worth monster is spoken 
about at least for the Redfern book, like in the same chapter as the Goat Man. Um, right. So I just think it might be like a offshoot of it. And but as far as geographical sightings, I you know really didn't you know looking at this list here, like Louisiana makes sense, but Maryland really doesn't. It's just kind of a weird, you know, distribution for Goatman. And surprisingly, they were all kind of around the same region, Fort Worth, Denton, Dallas. That's all not right. They're all pretty much neighbors, you know. Daniel, I did want to go over real quick uh, that yeah, which got a little bit expanding on that devil worshiping instance of the Goatman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doesn't so that I, involve a bridge that it's supposed to frequent? Yes. So let me let me start here. It says Lake Worth is not the only location within the Lone Star State that is associated with the dark and disturbing activities of Goatman-style beasts. Uh, another such creature of distinctively Goatman proportions has been regularly reported at the 1884 built Old Alton Bridge in a town of Denton, which is situa situated approximately an hour's drive outside of the city of Dallas. One legend says that many years ago, wannabe devil worshippers in an area in inadvertently opened up a portal to some hellish realm that allowed the vile beasts open access to our world. And just a now, second, just 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 a second. Just imagine, imagine somebody gatekeeping devil worship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Lord Roland, I didn't, I didn't really catch that. I just thought he yeah. was just being kind of. Uh, They're just talking shit or whatever. Yeah, but no, take, shit, take but it like, from the other the, angle. Yeah, imagine no, yeah, these guys are fucking wannabes. They're, like, not, uh, they're not uh, real devil worshippers like yeah, me. Like us. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay, sorry. And Go continuing ahead. on. I, and I just, now uh, today, <laughs> and as a direct result of this reckless action, the Goatman has no intention at all of returning to the twilight zone from which he originally appeared. Hence his deep desire to forever haunt the old steel and wood bridge at Denton. Uh, there are quite a few uh, documentary, mockumentary style videos or whatever concerning. And I think there was a Ghost Adventures episode too where they went out there and tried to summon the goat man. And So there's a, my, what I meant to say, there's, there's quite a bit of, uh, of media that folks can find if they want to get a, I guess, a better handle of the area. Well, and Roland, you may not know this, but it's it's talked about in the Monsters of Texas book, which is uh, underpinning a lot of uh, this episode so far. Um, but there is a Goatman Festival. Yeah. That I, I'm oh, not sure how I regular it is or That's whatever, cool. but uh, apparently Nick Redfern dragged his wife out there because he even talks about it in the book where he's like, you know, I took my wife and I can't remember her name. He's like, whose interest in cryptozoology is minimal, to put it politely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But apparently, I'm sorry, like yeah. a bunch of like, you know, fun stuff, even for like the kiddos and shit. And it's just this, you know, like day, I think it's a day long event. Um, but it seems fun, you know, it could be a yeah, quest live thing, maybe. I'd love to check that out. Absolutely. It's just such uh, a drive because like, quest on the road. Yeah, for well, sure. that's fucking Texas for you, dude. Well, yeah, but yep. I mean, no, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. But this is just, ugh, what do you expect? <laughs> um, I do want to get into the characteristics of the Goat Man. So, what does he look yeah. like? What does he smell like? What are his hobbies? What's his favorite color? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Does he have a Tinder profile? Daniel, you had mentioned that he had scales. Like, I wasn't aware of that particular characteristic of him. Yeah, uh, until this book, I thought he was just like a goat, like a furry looking I, dude that had horns. And that right. was it. I didn't know they had, like, supposed to have a scaly appearance, which is cool. I've only read that, but like, as a passing detail, like, it's never, I've never, as far as accounts that folks have, have tried to talk about describing it. Are these uh, land roaming mermaids? It, it's always, <laughs> it's always, it's always like a just a a, a giant, you know, goat, human, uh, humanoid type uh, sort of uh, figure. Uh, I don't usually read about um, about them describing it having some sort of scales or anything. I uh, I really like the I really th like the uh, the mange theory that uh, that you're coming up with there though. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe I mean you know because well, it could be. It's certainly yeah. a, like an easy association to make uh, to the fact that these things apparently reek like living ass or whatever. So, <laughs> yes, um, and, and as another point for their features, I believe that goat men are also bipedal uh, because there are some cryptids that will seem to be habitually uh, habitually bipedal, but they do have elements of quadrupedalism. Uh, right. Like one of the cryptids we're going to talk about later that, you know, Seen standing on two, but typically it's Runs locomotion is done by four. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but just just so in case anyone out there sees a goat man, they yeah. like or you know from this description, right. you know, like they they will probably be bipedal. Right. Hey, he's on four legs. That's not a goat man. That's a crawler. Once again, the Redfern book talked about them, uh, or at least one of the accounts. I think it was for the lake monster specifically, but you know, mm -hmm. um, description that it's. Much like you know, Pan from mythology, right? And they also do a cool link, you know, because Pan apparently would uh, inspire dread in people, which is what goat men are supposed to do as mm. well. I mean, sure. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I, I, I did source yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm just going off of the the word of our sure, god sure, sure. Redfern. Sure, sure. You know, but uh, just just to I guess just to throw out the coming from the opposite uh, side here uh most I, i'm sure you've you've uh, come across this too daniel just standard mythology is pan's described as a he's a party guy he's a big old hornball or whatever he likes to just get drunk and and have fun for the most part and get laid uh so as far as the uh you know inspiring terror or any of that kind of thing that's that's a little a little new to me um but i could attribute that to maybe the like the more um sort of like christian evolution of pan because as you know like the pan was a, a part of uh, uh pagan uh, rituals and whatnot and so as a way to demonize you know and uh, discourage those those uh types of beliefs and ceremonies and whatnot they would uh take they would take the features of their of their their uh, particular worship and just you know twist them. So in the case of Pan, of course, that's where you get like Baphomet, uh, you know, the horned demons, those kinds of things, uh, uh, derivations, right? I think. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, then then I could I could see how that might um, uh, that might be that might be explained at that point. But that's still kind of. Uh, I'm 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 just trying to make sense of that. It's like I said, that's a little a little uh, new to me. <clears throat> there was one instance uh, where I was told of a story of the Goat Man here in San Benito, 
And that was behind this building called Sunny Glen off the expressway. There's some like dirt roads back there. And I did, we did attempt to go and look for it at some point. We drove back there like close to like 10, 11 o'clock at night, sat there for about an hour, see if maybe we saw anything. Obviously we did not, but the instance was, or the, the incident that occurred was that some relatives of a friend of mine were going home. They lived in a trailer and they happened to see a goat man cross the path of the dirt road, kind of stopped in the mm. middle of the light, did its little, <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it did. He's <laughs> just like yeah. dancing and This shit. is just my storytelling here. River okay. dancing. <laughs> yeah. And then ran off. <laughs> they drove, they kind of freaked out. They drove back to their trailer. Then they heard some gunshots coming from a neighbor, right? Uh, the gentleman walked over to his neighbor's trailer, saw him sitting on his porch or whatever porch he had on a chair mm-hmm. with the gun in his hand, saying that there's something out there that's like messing with his animals or something. So he was going to kill it or something. It ain't right. And yeah. they just heard gunshots throughout the night, but they didn't hear anything else after that. And the man didn't speak of it any about it any further. So that was the only instance of the quote-unquote Goat man. Mind you, it wasn't officially called the goat man. They just said it looked like a goat man. Like partial goat, partial man, whatever. Um, uh, But that was the only time I heard about it here in my town. I I just wanted wanted to comment that it's funny you mentioned um, somebody shooting at him because I, I very rarely ever read any accounts of people actually taking a shot at uh, a cryptid or something. It's there. Typically, they run away, uh, or, or you know, the person that runs away, or the cryptid leaves, or that kind of thing. Well, but I always, I always thought it was strange though, because uh, this is Texas, and everybody has fucking guns, right. you know. So, well, I mean, even even if Texans you're scared running for your, than we thought. <laughs> well, there was an there was an instance uh, regarding the Bigfoot where some kids. Saw him near a golf course or something, and they shot him like eight times. But of course, it didn't do anything to the Bigfoot. Right. I think I, guns and cryptids like never mix yeah. in the ways that people intend. Like right. So a lot. I've only read like one or two accounts of people taking aim at like Sasquatch and stuff. And I think most of the times, it just pissed it off. Yeah. And uh, a few here and there of other examples but for the most part i'm always surprised because like a lot of these people uh quite a few of them are purported hunters and so uh, just i don't know like people see weird stuff they're gonna yeah. shoot at it necessarily i mean yeah they're gonna you're gonna want to be be careful but uh, but but at the same time too like i wouldn't put it past somebody to be like mm, mm, put that <laughs> up on my wall kind of stuff you know like i remember i don't know if you guys ever saw this but like in Edinburgh, there used to be a doctor that I would go to. And in the lobby, he had up on the wall, like, because he was a hunter. So he had up on the wall all these taxidermied fucking animals. Like, just at one point, there was a grizzly bear pelt, a full fucking pelt splayed on the wall, you know, like with the head and everything attached. It was fucking awesome. But that's pretty badass. It was, yeah, you'd sit under these things too. I remember one time I sat under like a javelina head, a full fucking thing, you know, and like he had antelope, he had. All kinds of shit. And I'm just sitting, I didn't think of it, you know, anything of it. I just thought, oh, this is cool. I'm a kid, you know, whatever. And then after years later, I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, that's not, that's a little different, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, wait, Texas. All right, you know? 
So yeah, it's it's just strange to me that you know we don't have more instances of of okay, say say you know they don't even kill it, say they just maim it. You know, you you would think that they see you know more evidence that it was wounded, maybe it was bleeding mm -hmm. or you know some kind of. Uh, and that's another thing too. Uh, same said, hunters are typically, you know, fairly. I would assume fairly competent in their tracking. You know, because in, in the sense of when you're when you're hunting an animal, you know, say it bolts on you after you wound it, you you have to you follow the damn thing. You know, until either it loses or it runs out of energy or it, it dies from blood loss. Those kinds of things. And so you're going to look for those, uh, you know, markings on the trails, those sorts of things. And so I never hear of people finding any kind of like uh, path to follow or some kind of uh, 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 you know uh, evidence left behind for them to 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 keep looking it's always just like oh they were just wandering around and shit you know in the woods trying to trying to look for these things it's like what I, so it's very strange to me that uh, we don't have more evidence I, I'd say as far as all of these things go uh, just just in Texas alone that's what well that puts every cryptid into question though doesn't it i mean you think by now there'd be a lot of evidence of a lot of these things like official. as opposed to all the dog shit videos that everyone always puts on youtube and reddit and everywhere yeah. else they're just like dude what the fuck you know dude, what, what are you doing with your fucking nokia dude, or some shit there's, there's tiktokers right now getting like like crazy ghost footage right now over there in like pakistan and stuff like that <laughs> like, yeah that's fun and yet here all we're doing is doing randonautica stuff you know, so <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, anyways, I just my rants over there. I just it was just something that was bugging me, and that I wanted to get a chance to, you know, just mention. just beware. And again, a lot of times when we talk about cryptids, we are doing this as kind of a information for those who live in certain areas. If you happen to see one of these creatures, and unless you've heard it from someone else or you've heard it from us, particular ways to protect yourself, it's best that you run. Right. Uh, but yeah, take out your camera and like film behind you at least, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't forget. <laughs> don't forget to take out your camera though. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, like everyone Somebody. can take out the camera and record fairly quickly. So yeah. you can run with that thing like just behind you like that, you know. So yeah. <laughs> just turn on selfie mode or whatever. Yeah, just yeah, be running can, and everybody shit does it. it. Just do it. Face. Just fucking do it already. <laughs> you know what? And and I'm gonna encourage people if they don't have some sort of like gun or knife or something on them and they're gonna run film it but most people should have some sort of light source so turn on your light too so you can get a good image quality and you're in the fucking dark just do it we need to get some drones going you know, i want to go back every, to that place get a, Ray, and take get Jamie's a gopro if you're going to go run in white rock lake vision. or some kind of place like that make sure you strap that shit to your head make sure you have a light on you and then boom like, we will have this footage. Even if you get mangled to death, that shit will be up in the cloud and we can all see yeah. it. And then why, we can why all is it, prepare. Why is it only the people with a fucking plan are the ones that never find shit? Know, and it's right? always the motherfuckers that are just, like, taking a shit in the middle of nowhere or something that I come literally across. got my GoPro on me at all times. I got, like, two cameras going at all times. Yeah. Man, come on. Something. I don't get it. That I can I see. I don't, I don't get it. From the safety Logically. of my car, outside of my car, please just do that. Like, <laughs> just waiting for it. Or I can't be outside walking that? when I see this shit because, like, I can't. I'm not gonna run, right? I'm not in the shape to do that. I'm gonna fucking no. die. Yeah. <laughs> Except your fate, Ray. But yeah, yeah I guess. Hey. But for the good, for the good of Valley Strange, for the good of the world, I guess exactly. I'll have to sacrifice myself for that. <laughs> so in that case, we're gonna move on to our next cryptid. 
skinwalkers. <laughs> right. So I uh, I was chatting with both of you about this before. There's the, uh, I guess the arguments for uh, skinwalkers, as far as I understand it, is that um, whether it's, a crypt it's considered a cryptid or not, um, I would have to err on the side of, I guess, um, the 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 mythological beliefs or rather associations that it has to actual people. Uh, that is to say, it's uh, uh, I believe Navajo shaman, Navajo witches of some sorts. Uh, these the, that they're they're real people that uh, sh can shape shift, as opposed to actual, um, you know. Uh, well, a, I mean, is it also like? Uh some of the lore around Skinwalker Ranch where there was a curse put on the land, um, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if that was supposed to make more Skinwalkers or, or, or it was the initial curse of the Skinwalker or whatever. But yeah, I don't know if I would classically put these into the cryptid category. I still thought it was obviously worth mentioning because as we go through Texas cryptid, it's, it's, everybody fucking lists it on here skinwalker skinwalker skinwalkers you know so it's like okay cool you know it's it's worth it's worth going through but in the same sense like i'd have to yeah i don't i don't necessarily think it uh, falls into the cryptid category it'd be more of a you know supernatural kind of yeah because this is a you know human being that has been transformed into mm -hmm. this some kind um, of and and i guess arguably werewolves no, so it might be like a type right. of yes. There is uh, we do have a little honorable mention in here as well that uh, <clears throat> I believe it was uh, in Concord, Texas, uh, and it might have been another sighting in the seventies or some such. I, I don't remember. Um, I need to look for it, but uh, yeah, a lot of it I think fall would fall under the association of a skinwalker uh, type um, sighting. Um, but it's it yeah. Well, I mean it's, that it's that, would, that would make sense for Texas because I mean a lot of the people here are have some kind of Native American, right? Or yes, there there are all, there are Native Americans still living in Texas mm -hmm. and not too far off until like Oklahoma and stuff like that. So like mm -hmm. it would be right. and then it would make like sense the, that those those particular the, uh, would and be it's and it's right abutting you know the the, air, the 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 four corners areas, which you know the fucking uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado where you're supposed to, where the, the primary um, uh, sightings of skinwalkers are, are are reported. So, yeah, it's not out of the question, I would say, to to find that kind of stuff here either. Uh, what is it? Where is it specifically? Um, northwest Northwest uh, Texas that uh, people are purportedly having these. Um, well, where is the Soto, Texas? Where is that at? I have no idea. Off the top I'm of my head, I don't know. It's the the hill country, so that's like El Paso, fucking, you know. Do you, do you think that most cryptids in general keep themselves in the hill country primarily because of uh, maybe it has more opportunities to hide, more, more opportunities to kind of uh, burn, more likely uh, to be left alone. Into like certain, uh, De Soto is right outside of Arlington. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Arlington. So actually, that's in the Dallas some... area. So, uh, Roland, the, the characteristics of a skinwalker can be pretty much anything in this case, right? It can shapeshift. Right. Into any so, this sort of could animal. be another case of, of, of a fucking duende. It's uh, some kind of. But I, it varies. I, or they or can stand up. 
Yeah. Or right. Because like, true. is a Lachusa an actual cryptid, or is it you know? It's supposed Someone to that's be a, a witch undergoing transformation, right? you know, right? Yeah, through witch, supernatural uh, means, you know. So yeah, there's a there's a quite a few solid associations there. Um, I would I would say between uh, like the Lechuzas and the Skinwalkers, um, which would make sense if you just just going by like the association of a culture, uh, Mexican culture, Native American cultures, it's essentially the you know, they're, they're, they're parallels to each other, or cousins <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so maybe this is just another uh, example of, of that overlap that, that we've come across as far as some of these uh, uh, distinctions that they're trying to make between them. I don't know, um, but it's super interesting. I come across a lot of different descriptions of, of skinwalkers. I, I don't know that I'd be the best to make some of like their general descriptions. Ray, could you maybe, or, or Daniel, take a, take a crack at that? You, you basically said most of that, Roland. I mean, as far as like me looking at certain descriptions of a well, skinwalker, like, you, hmm. they can be pretty much anything. Uh, can you maybe try to like summarize some of the more general uh, descriptions just to well, because I, I don't mean, think I did a good like job. They, of, they look like like coyotes and uh, yeah, kind of like dog ish yeah. kind of dudes for the most part, as far as like, like transformed. You know? Yeah, like yeah. a reverse werewolf where you yeah. become like just like the wolf instead of like a hybrid human wolf like thing that can stand on two legs. In fact, I'm just looking at the legend here. Uh, it says like animals associated with witchcraft usually include tricksters such as the coyote. However, right. it may include other creatures, usually those associated with death or bad omens. They might also possess living animals or people and walk around in their bodies. And skinwalkers may be male or female. And again, you talk about like the Navajo tribes and stuff like that. That's usually where they stem from. Uh, but associated types of cryptids, so to speak, the deer woman, we talked about the, well, even a warlock and a werewolf. Skinwalker could almost be like the, like you said, like almost a duende. Like you know, they, they can shapeshift. Of the, of the they like can it's basically a, some sort of shaman or witch, uh, you know, a bruja or, or curandero kind of stuff. They, uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, what seem to be a lot of association, or uh, they seem to have a lot, quite a few things in common. Do you want to go, go over like the Reddit posts that we found, which is, uh, I guess, an account, the skinwalker or other entity, which is, again, someone determining whether or not it is actually a skinwalker or something other kind of cryptid. But I'll, I'll read uh, this part here. It says, this happened when I was 10 years old in Texas. We had gone out to a family party in DeSoto, Texas. It was probably close to about three in the morning. Again, three in the morning. This is that time again. The All the adults were inside talking and drinking as they should if you're at a Mexican party with children. Mm -hmm. While the kids were out in the backyard playing in the bounce house, that was ordered. Yeah. Dude, can they have a bouncy house overnight? I don't recall that. They usually pick it up like around seven or eight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a bit the into the jumps. fun we were having, we started noticing a strange smell, which I would now consider the smell of sulfur. Mm -hmm. Usually associated with like the devil or some kind of demon entity. Typically, yep. When one of my cousins had pointed out a goat near the fence in the field just watching us. So being kids, we all get up against the little net to see it. Now the strange thing about it was the way it let its mouth hang open and how it was standing in the tall grass with its legs wobbling like he was going to fall just staring at us. 
So we all decided to go for a closer look, not thinking much of it. And that's when it got even weirder, when the goat started making what sounded like excited grunts. And when we got near to the fence, it let out a human-like but very distorted yell that sounded like it had its own echo and it bolted for the fence on its hind legs legs. and its front legs loose, loose bouncing around as it ran. Mm -hmm. So it stood up on two, two legs, right? Yeah. So it was like bounding around like a goon. So we all screamed and ran inside and some of our parents heard us scream and met us at the back door and were able to see it run off into the tall grass, letting out the same yell. Upon telling everyone what had happened, our grandparents were convinced it was an evil spirit and began saying prayers and flicking holy water <laughs> flicking holy yeah, water around the house. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Considering they were Catholic with very strong beliefs and our drunk uncles and fathers went out with guns like <laughs> <laughs> There it is. There it is. Exactly. Dude, I've, I've been to this party. What's going yeah. on? Like, <laughs> that's kind of what happened about. when I, my, my mom and my aunt saw the lechisa in my aunt's backyard in the pool and shit. There was no holy water, just a lot of cussing though. But they were drunk. Guns. There's guns. And it says, and shortly after everyone came home, everyone decided it was time to go home. What was it? Fucking five in the morning by here by now? All right. I see the sun rising. <laughs> All right, pack it up. And a few weeks later, my grandparents decided to move because they also began hearing something shaking the fence in the middle of the night or grunting. And what sounded like something choking, moving around the backyard and occasional knocking on the walls. Anyways, that's it for the story back then. I never knew about things like skinwalkers and such. And for the longest time, I was convinced it was a demon or the devil in disguise since that was what my grandparents and aunties claimed it was. What do you guys think of this? And it said, no, we did. <laughs> that was an edit to the story. No, yeah. we didn't just arrive at 3 a.m. We had been there since 5 p.m. <laughs> People always have to ask stupid fucking questions. Just to clarify... With all of these like Reddit creepy pasta esque sounding things, you mm-hmm. know, I automatically they talk about how this happened when I was ten. This happened, you yep. know, thirty years ago. I'm like, well, fuck you. You have no credibility. Exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know. so like, oh yeah, ten years ago in Texas. I mean, unless unless they can find someone without discussing it ahead of time that the co- corroborate this exact yeah. story, then mm-hmm. I would like probably give it more credence seems like a typical mexican gathering that yeah. i've been to plenty of times time, baby. i mean i've been outside in my front i, I recounted the story whenever we did the ghost school the haunted schools episode whenever i was outside with my cousins and we we're all playing hide and go seek in the front yard and it was about three-ish in the morning my uncles were drunk my aunts were inside watching tv still and of course it was we had a barbecue that particular evening and that's when we heard that noise coming from across the street from the school. Yeah. And I was the only one that heard this. Many other people heard this. But the thing is, a lot of people who I remember being there and a lot of instances that I recall, like those people don't remember any of that stuff. But I mean, my life was pretty boring. So that could have been a pinnacle moment in my life. And then I'm <laughs> just another fucking weekend fucking around. So they just forgot about it. No, no issues. But in my <laughs> mind, it got burnt, you know, so... Sure. But anywho, uh, that is a story of a skinwalker. And some of these comments were, someone suggested it could possibly have been a goat man cryptid, the name yeah. of which I can't recall. Um, one is fun man. little thing that I, I don't know if we'd mentioned it before, but uh, yeah, someone, one of the comments was that like, they were pretty specific, uh, you know, s- saying about how, how not all the skinwalkers run on two legs. Sometimes they mm-hmm. run as four, on four. 
Uh, and then he actually, uh, he, gave, he gave a name for the ones that uh, run on four. And I'm going to butcher this horribly, but I assume this is um, Native American. Uh, I, I don't know what, what Native American language it would be, uh, if it's the Navajo or sure. Well, but it's uh, the Yenalushi, uh, yeah. ones that move on all fours. Uh, the guy said the, uh, these are people who aren't necessarily raised like you or I. They are raised to skin walk. And then he, he, he drops that name and then mentions about how, you know, not all of them can run on all fours as some are recruited as adults, which that's, that's where I'm just like, mm. but oddly specific. So that's, that's still kind of, kind of interesting. There are a lot of fun little comments um, <clears throat> that you can find all sorts of, in all sorts of places. A lot of these I've actually seen linked uh, or reposted on, uh, you know, personal blogs and those kinds of things. Uh, the Texas Cryptid Hunter guy has some of those. The, uh, yeah. the uh, Lon Strickler as well uh, has uh, sent uh, a few links to the, because this is off of our, uh, the subreddit R Skinwalkers, and if anyone wants to uh, check it out themselves. Okay, so our next cryptid on the list are quick Pale Crawlers. The Pale <clears throat> Crawlers, which I think I read one. about these guys once upon a time, but completely forgot about this cryptid. Yeah, because of as far as the descriptions go, and I was, I was chatting with Ray about this the other night, it it's falls somewhere between what might be a skinwalker and a, possibly a gray. Slenderman sort of bullshit. Even though we know <laughs> yeah. Slenderman's that's, bullshit. Too, that's, but, that's what I was thinking. The description, like though. Man, yeah. The baseline you know, to, to description is what, what, what you're getting at. I, I, I follow. So um, that I was reading about these, they're, okay, the little I know or have read specifically about greys, they're they're fairly diminutive little guys, right? They're not necessarily very tall, uh, right. unless I'm mistaken. Or can they be? Um, I mean, yeah, they, I thought they, they were supposed to be six to nine feet or some bullshit. I thought they were little. No, you're talking about greys. Three to four. Three to four. Oh, greys. Greys are yeah, tiny. Yeah, three yeah. to four feet, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, that being said, you know, they have the, the pale skin, the pale gray skin, the sort of the large eyes, the sort of ovoidish, uh, I guess, skulls. Somewhat oval or typically uh, associated with the shape of a gray. Um, however, that I think is where the uh, comparison folds a little more into a skinwalker in their their height. They're anywhere between seven to like ten feet tall. Their forearms, I believe, are supposed to be longer than their um, upper arms. Yeah, their and upper arms. My thing is like, aren't ours already like that? Like. Well, I was looking. Um, I was like taking a poop, looking at my fucking arm earlier. Like, <laughs> is in the sense that the forearm uh, shorter than the upper arm, or well, I mean, Daniel, yes. Daniel, have you done that test where you put your arm out and you're you running four legs and just swing it up here? Oh, uh, it sounds like I popped my shoulder out of the socket, and I already have shoulder <laughs> issues, so um, I think uh, I'm just gonna have to wonder. So yes, but uh, again, like back to. It's their proportions are super exaggerated, apparently, um, to a sense that they can stand on two legs and they, you know, they look, they have a humanoid sort of uh, profile. But when they uh, when they decide to move, they they drop down to all fours. Um, and they're supposedly they stink pretty bad uh, as well, like uh, possibly a, a cryptid. Uh, I mean, excuse me, possible possibly as a like a skinwalker. And they have a, inst I believe greys are supposed to be a bit more, uh, less animalistic, <laughs> uh, 
as far as uh, their drones, yeah, exactly. Their drones are piloted remotely and stuff. Uh, The crawlers are a bit supposed to sound uh, much more guttural. They have what could either be described as uh, just some sort of uh, bestial uh, cry uh, or a high pitched, uh, you know, shriek. And uh, they supposedly eat whatever the fuck they can find. Um, one of the uh, descriptions uh, count, uh, uh, that I came across for them mentions that they will just, one of the reasons that they stink is that they, they eat whatever the hell they can find, roadkill, um, yeah. corp, uh, you know, they're, they're carrion feeders of sorts. Isn't that the case um, with most cryptids? I mean, they kind of just eat whatever they can find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's instances where the goat man is like either mutilating animals or Bigfoot's mutilating. Well, I mean, these guys can't go to H-E-B, so like I don't, you know, drag on them for hitting roadkill and stuff. You right. know? I mean, they're probably, I mean, they're, they're, they're animals. They there aren't that many instances nowadays where there's a lot of dead animals just lurking about unless they're hit by like a car or something. Shopping at Whole It's because the cryptids are getting them. Well, no, they're they're probably going behind a, uh, an HEB or a restaurant and just eating the trash from there. I mean, there's a lot of dumpster diving. They're freegans. We're freegans. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, I forgot. That's, I I apologize to any of our freegan listeners. Well, I mean, I, you do I, what you got to do if you're going to eat something. You know, we're not <laughs> knocking you necessarily, but you just might yeah. share some s- sort of uh, survivable qualities with a cryptid. That's, that's no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there really isn't a. And I mean, there's a the same jumping into dumpsters and stuff. So yeah. like, there you go. <laughs> there's a there's another subreddit uh, devoted to crawlers. Um, I believe it's like our crawler sightings. Yeah, it's uh, called crawler sightings. Yeah, and like that account was like whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. But they have a lot of the same <clears throat> sort of information that we just sort of went through here. Um, but uh, aside from that, I. I can't say that I've specifically read much or heard much about, uh, you know, a crawler. Uh, you know, it's itself. always it's always questionable whenever there is a drastic number between the how tall they can be between five to nine feet. That's four yeah. fucking feet. Yeah, yeah. It's a that pretty, is a drastic it's, number. So it's either this tall or t- almost twice as tall as that. And we yeah, saw and we saw so, that we saw that kind of like uh, descriptions with the duendes as well. They can be right. three or four feet. Mm-hmm. They can be six or seven feet. You know, they can be whatever the fuck they want. They can be happy. Yeah. They can be mad. They can be sad. They can be angry. You know, like <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, again, that's that's. I I don't know necessarily uh, know of specifically where they're cited. I. Think it would probably yeah, be there, along the. Has there been a Texas hit for pale crawlers at all? Well, yeah. I don't know that they would have been reported as a crawler. I I still think that a lot of them fall fall under the category of somehow of a skinwalker or something along those lines. Oh, so you're thinking that there may be some misidentified pale crawlers out there? Possibly, but only because compared to, I guess, the information about skinwalkers, there's just not as much hmm. to. Uh, I guess to make them distinct from just that, to give uh, that I can think of our listeners an idea know. of where these sightings have occurred or can occur for a pell crawler regarding the U.S. It's Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, Manhattan, Detroit, Florida, Utah, Texas, and Massachusetts. That's what they say. That's not official. That's just uh, someone's uh, yeah, description someone's here. Just like here's what I have to say about yeah. pale crawlers. I would yeah. have thought that this would have been another uh, East Texas out that ways kind of. 
But the descriptions themselves like lend themselves to other cryptids as well. So like yeah. you can pretty much gauge where they would be sighted also. It's hard to nail this one down, I'd say. But I still thought it was interesting to mention. Uh, there's not really a whole lot ex, uh, uh, else that, uh, you know, to, to go through. Most people that encounter them run the fuck out of there. Or, you know, they, they don't stop. They keep going. Without uh, taking out their phone and filming, for God's sake. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's usually they, they're encountered at night. Um, and... Um, I think I read an account of one of them that is able to mimic human speech. And yeah. uh, there was a gentleman, supposedly a hunter, went out hunting at night. He, he wanted to use his, uh, he bought a brand new fucking uh, night vision scope for his rifle. And he went out there at, I, I don't remember where this was reported, but he, he supposedly spotted something along the description of a crawler. Um, he was at a distance away from it and uh, he sees it. And it strikes him as odd because it's standing on it's it, it walks around on, on two legs, and then he sees it go sniffing the air around an area that you know he was just there, he, and so he was thinking to himself like, did this thing just catch my scent? And he sees it, you know, sit down on uh, all all four legs, lean back like a dog, and in a in a feminine voice, scream out, "Help! Help me! I'm I'm lost!" And he's watching it through the scope. It doesn't know where he's at. And uh, un until he slowly picks up his, his, his gear, he, I think he was some, something like 100, 150 feet away. But he starts packing his shit up because he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not sure what this is, but I don't, want, I don't think you should shoot at it, you know, because he wants to err on the side of caution in case, you know, it's, it's, a, it's some asshole or, you know, maybe it's, again, it's dark and he, he's, he shoots at, uh, a, you know, some kid or something. But it hears him. And uh, once once it hears him getting up, it apparently supposedly it it it, uh, it gets on all fours and starts to try to run at him. So he shoot he he yells at it, you know, fires off a couple warning shots, and that's when it it kind of runs away. It stops when it realizes that he's armed, and then it it runs off into the brush. And I think at that point he just takes off, uh, mm -hmm. about out of hell as fast as he can uh, can get there. So for the most part. Like that, that, that whole account, when I read about it, the first thing I thought was this sounds a lot more like I would think a skinwalker would be described, but, uh, or a, a hairless Bigfoot, I don't know. Um, but, um, but yeah, a, a lot of the uh, other accounts that I tried to find were something, as far as the description go and their, their behavior was something similar to that. It's just some sort of bestial humanoid uh, type um, thing. Um, I don't know. Did you uh, have you guys uh, come across much as far as any of that? Pal crawlers? No, not at all. I mean, like I said, you know, it may have been one I've heard about, but I yeah. totally just put it in the back of my mind. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see it pop up on this list, actually. Cause I was like, who the fuck are so, these guys? Yeah. So again, like I, when we were searching through, uh, trying, I, I, I pulled a lot of stuff out of you know Google, Reddit, and uh, YouTube that I could find, and um, yeah, but it was just a, the stuff kind I was of a coming cool across thing was, that you want to throw out there. And exactly. I don't know a lot about it. It's all. Like, sure, sure. No, I, I was just, I just wanted to sort of reiterate a lot of the, um, word. a lot of the links of people asking about Texas cryptids or just cryptids, you know, in this area kind of thing. Most of these ones that we're covering here, 
uh, were ones that people always mentioned. Uh, you know, the Bigfoot, the Bell Crawlers, the Skinwalkers, and then this next one here that I want to use as a segue to get into, which yeah, let's I get think into is man. one of the They're real interesting cool. ones. Um, but uh, I think Ray, uh, you should you should go into that one because, as far as I'm thinking, uh, you've read more about this than I have. I wouldn't say I've read more about them necessarily. I've the, I, as, there's as a whole the, lot. Okay, uh, you know a lot of the as a horror movie are, fan, I have seen lots of movies on Black Eyed Children and one recently on Hulu, which you should check it out. That's a good one. Gave me the little creeps. In fact. Um, gave me the heebie-jeebies when I was watching it because I was watching it like at two in the morning with all the lights off and uh, I was alone in the house with just me and my dogs and at some point or another was, Chris uh, was not uh, well if we go with the, the lore where they kind of like knock on your door and pretty mm -hmm. much are asking you to come in and stuff right. like that it happened to be that scene in the movie where the kids were like knocking on the door and I just so happened to see a light I have a shadow of a, someone walking across my front my front porch, literally <laughs> at the exact same <laughs> time. So I kind of freaked out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But it were the cops mm. looking for someone, probably a murderer or something. Uh, <laughs> there, were like, there were like four or five cops out there like with their flashlights running around my neighborhood and stuff. And it just so happened, one just so happened across the line inside of my door window uh, near my porch. And it kind of reflected and it, was, it freaked me the fuck out. So Cool. Uh, added I've a, always I've always thought the Becks were interesting, but I did I the mean, shadow announce it was a police officer. Well, no, I what, what I did was turn <laughs> I, what I did was turn off the TV and like like scurry my way over to the the window so like maybe I'm not getting I won't get noticed. But then I just see a bunch of cops out there, so <laughs> just yell, identify yourselves. <laughs> We've come to kill you. Yeah, uh, right. So black eyed kids, uh, very very. Scary. A lot of people are afraid of these black-eyed kids. I mean, most people are. A lot of people are afraid of kids in general. And if they're coming in hordes with no eyes and they have that real, I mean, let us in, please. Can we borrow your phone? Shit, like right. that freaks Did people out. Did you lose in our car? Fuck your car. You. We just. We don't need to go far. No, but we just need yeah. a ride. Like, get the fuck out of here, kid. You're gonna die. <laughs> please, can I please Why? use your phone? Like, step off, bitch. So yeah, cops. so it's like these guys like follow vampire rules, but right, I yeah. haven't really seen anything to indicate like super strength or anything like crazy or even like super speed or whatever. Right. It's just yeah. uh, they just they, they can, just kind of show appear. up and they persistently bug you know whoever it is to allow them access into their space, you know, whether it be a car or their home or right. whatever the fuck. It's like some kid, some kid coming into your house or like trying to come into your house. Like you have snacks. Like, no, I don't got snacks for you. Motherfucker. Get out of here. Yeah. I love snacks. That's cool. Me too. Fuck off. A lot of the accounts that I've read about these, uh, black eyed children, um, typically they're never let into or like uh, the people they speak to, they never comply. You know, it's like, let me in the car. I want to, I want to call my mom. Fuck you and your mom. You know, they just take off or, you well, know, I'm not letting you in the house. I was going to ask, like, I, I don't know this for certain, but if you look them in the eye, does that affect you in any way? Like, well, they're supposed to incur a sense of dread. Right. Um, yeah. And the one like famous case that happened here in Texas, I can't remember where the fuck it was, but, um, it was the guy who was, uh, 
I he was in his car, Abilene, and he went actually. to go like pay his like light bill or whatever and yeah. drop it in the overnight box. So and... he was the guy that, that made the first report on. You're talking about, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, jeez. I was just looking at it. Um, it was in Abilene, Texas, Brian Bethel yeah. in 1996. Yeah, this case is famous when people talk about BEK. Is like, uh, last it's not podcast, the earliest. I believe, talked about these guys, Chiluminati, I think, talked about this case. Um, Right. And I'm sure a bunch of others, you know. But so this was this just is the like earliest the sighting yeah. that was reported. These apparently have been noted as far back as like the 1800s. And they're not they're not uh, um, cited only specifically in Texas alone. It's it's an international right. phenomenon. Yeah. They're seen all across but just, the world. But just, you know, the, the big point is, is that, you know, this episode's covering Texas cryptids that are in a lot of places, but they're also here in Texas. Right. And, and so... It just so happened that this was apparently one of the, you know, one of the best, uh, I guess, accounts of them. Uh, the the guy was a journalist from from Abilene, Texas. That instead of like summarizing, why don't we just read uh, the article here? Because I think that would just give a more, uh, um, be more informational. Yeah. Okay. I can I can read it here. Go I ahead. Think. Go uh, ahead. Look. While it may not be the earliest sighting of all time, the earliest reported sighting of the black-eyed uh, kids was in 1996 by Brian Bethel, a journalist uh, from Abilene, Texas. In, uh, in his report, he describes a late evening out in his vehicle. He'd stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. He was so absorbed in this that uh, he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. He didn't notice until the older boy tapped the driver's side window. Bethel rolled down his window and noted immediately a soul-wracking fear, though he could not understand why. The older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home. Could uh, could Bello give him a ride? They assured him that it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids and that they didn't have a gun. <laughs> Likely story. <laughs> right? <laughs> Only in Texas. Yeah, of course I don't have a gun. No. Mr. Stranger. Um, give us so a ride Bethel... in your car. <laughs> <laughs> we it's are... Okay. We are unarmed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine how the fuck does that conversation go? Jeez. Bethel found the assurances unnerving. No, no shit. I noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all-encompassing. And it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. The older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get into his car, into the car, unless Bethel said it was okay. After that, Bethel tore out of the parking lot. <laughs> to this day, he still stands by this story. So, I wonder, yeah, I wonder I mean, what his words were before he tore out of the parking lot. Fuck you, you kid. Know. Fuck it. <laughs> this is why I hate children. <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't know. Um, <laughs> This is it's definitely giving you some Lost Boys vibes or whatever. And this is why Jackie and I got that abortion. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, he just, he just drives out of there. Well, I'm sterile. <laughs> <laughs> so have either of you guys found any accounts of when people actually, um, you know, help try to help them kind of thing? No. Dude, see, that's the one thing. And actually, I was talking to old Jamie I, at work yesterday about that because I was like, you know, because I mentioned this episode, and he was like, well, what cryptos are you going to talk about? And I brought up BEKs, and he wasn't familiar with them. And, uh, But one thing I mentioned to him was, like, you know, you 
read accounts of BEK activity, but you've never, or at least I have never come across an account where the whatever results of someone actually allowing a BEK in, it's always that kind of creepypasta esque kind of, and then they went away after I ignored them for 45 minutes or whatever the fuck. Um, um, I've come across a few, but they are very, yeah, it's, it's very iffy as far as their descriptions go, uh, to the accounts. Yeah. It sounds, it seems like some kind of, yeah. Cause I haven't heard thing, like what but, the downside um, is as to if you let it be EK. In. I would say that the downside to maybe dealing with the BKs is that you don't live to tell the tale. Maybe they you right. end up dead. So like all the, so, all the, all the tales that we hear are from people who actually just escaped and didn't really comply with I mean, that, their that's fair. demands. That's fair. Um, so some of the accounts that I've come across, uh, and I'm talking about like one for every couple of dozen. Uh, no, probably it's probably a higher number than that because I could probably count on my hand a few times that I've I've found some uh, example. Um, they're never very specific. The only similarities that they have is that when the children are let in, they do their business. They they. Apparently, they, they call somebody, and uh, one of the descriptions was, you know, a, a car, a black vehicle shows up. They just get in the car and leave. You know, aside from that, what uh, the, the strangeness, the further strangeness to that is that after the fact, apparently, the people that, uh, that let them in, the people's, uh, people that live in those houses, they come down with some kind of ridiculous illness or mm. freak, uh, you know, uh, uh, affliction, you know, uh, heart okay. attack, or they develop some sort of cancerous or, or tumorous uh, uh, issues throughout their body. But they're relating um, that to them encountering, possibly right. encountering these black eyed right. kids. Right. So, the, uh, so for some reason, I can't remember why, it's, I think some of the descriptions were people that had been uh, like sort of exposed to radiation, essentially. Um, as far as like how their uh, uh, what happens to them, as far as like the the damage that their bodies uh, I guess undergo. For the most part, though, it's very touch and go. I'm not sure that I I can lend uh, you know any any credibility to that uh, because again, like these are these are just these are just things that people say on the internet, so they could be full of shit. Uh, one of the things we'll go into here uh, in a quick minute as uh, a <clears throat> as a fun uh, shout out, uh, kind of has some of these uh, these these uh, fucking debunked you know uh, instances or whatever. But um, as far as the black eyed kids go, yeah, I thought it was kind of strange um, because originally I always thought that they're supposed to be children, right? Um, I I know I've seen reports or accounts of people th talking about adults with uh with black eyes uh you know el mm -hmm. more elderly folks as well um that have you know that same phenomenon and uh and by adults i mean like uh, uh, there was an account i read about a guy with his dog near near i don't know what area it was uh, of texas but uh he's just near a forest clearing and uh, a woman like in her 20s walks out and and the the guy commented, you know, just like, oh, man, this chick is hot. Because typically as well, the black-eyed children, they, they have like sort of old, out-of-fashion clothes, right? They usually have some kind yeah. of something from like something, tur yeah, turn, yeah. Of the, turn of the 18th. A throwback of some sort, yeah. Yeah, turn of 18th, 19th century type, you know, formal wear. 
And uh, as adults, or like in this in this instance, when the, when the man was describing this woman, she was wearing like tight-fitting jeans and a leather jacket, you know, kind of thing. And he was like, she was hot, you know, or whatever. And then he, later on is when he has the experience with her of, of the black eyes and whatnot. And, you know, when with her asking him questions about how she needs to go with him and blah, 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 she, she needs help and stuff. And, of course, he gets freaked out and leaves. And uh, she, you know, typically the the, the these black-eyed uh, uh, um, entity encounters uh, end with them just walking off and disappearing yeah. uh, into either you know the the sticks and in into the trees, or some accounts of them just flat out vanishing into thin air. Um, and the same goes with uh, uh, the elderly accounts of them that I that I come across. Some comments to those specifically were just, oh, that's that's not. Those aren't Bex. Those are um, those are men in black or whatever because they're they're adults or uh, that sort of thing. So I I don't know. Um, and I I just wanted to mention that uh, because it's again this is another thing of where it's real fucking hard to nail this stuff down to specifics because you have these fucking this these like strange parallel overlapping almost uh, 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 descriptions. Pretty much BKs can happen anywhere. Uh, yeah. Just be wary of any children you come across who are constantly or trying to be <laughs> like subtly aggressive about coming into your car, coming into your house, asking to borrow a phone, asking to borrow a cup of sugar, maybe some water, maybe right. a gla no. glass, a glass of milk or something. Yeah. And there might be multiple children available or children uh, <laughs> they present. They usually show up in pairs. Right. And if they if they have a very uh, please let us in, we just need to use the phone or we're right. thirsty. Right. Can we have a glass of water? Mm. You said there's a fucking hose. There's a hose there's, right around the corner. There's a hose around the corner. Cool. You go have your drink yourself a drink, right? You can drink your tap water there. I, I think we should know this by now. Don't let anyone into your house that you don't know, even if they yeah. are kids. <laughs> like fuck them. They fuck can sit that. on the porch. Call the cops. Nah. Let them sit on yeah. the porch, right? Do yeah. not let anyone into your house. I, I mean, there's instances where, I mean, I'm pretty sure you all have come across where even adults would come in and like knock on you and like tap on your window and like yeah ask you to roll the window down. I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not, I'm not rolling yeah. down the window. Um, and they're not yeah. black eyed kids. They're just, just fucking adults that creeps. I don't trust in any way, shape or exactly. form. So I'm not going to fucking open my window. Or yeah. I've had plenty of times when I've had neighbors that I don't know of either. Mind you, I, I've never really, I never met them. This is in the past. This is not recent. Where they just move into the house and the kids come over and start knocking on my door randomly in the morning and the afternoon and stuff like that, asking for stuff. And at some point, you know, you give them water because they want water. And then at some point you're like, tell your parents to turn the water in their house. <laughs> just leave. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a dick or nothing, but I don't trust you. I don't know you. Like, and I don't you're want my you, kid. I don't want you yep. like coming in to try and steal anything in my house. I'm sorry. Like, and and that's because I I know my neighbors. Uh, pretty much all of my neighbors are on the street. They, you know, I, I talk to, say hi and those kinds of things. But they ain't gonna fucking come up to my door and ask me for something. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. Unless it's important. You stay the fuck over there, buddy. I'll make you some cookies for Christmas and send you a package in the mail. That's it. All right. So. All right. So yeah. Don't trust nobody you don't know. Trust no that? one. How about right. that? Trust nobody. Easy rule. Yeah. But shall we soar into our next cryptid? Our next cryptid is Big Bird, or no sense as just a flying creature. And no, it's not the Lechusa, which you all have heard before. No. Uh, no this, this is... Think uh, more um, Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Uh, Pterodactyl, uh, if you will. 
Yeah, uh, we, and we, we, Roland, you gave a bit of a description about this or a bit of a history whenever we did our Lechusa episode about Thunderbirds and how, like, they right. re- some of these uh, occurrences represent something uh, more yes. prehistoric and right. lore from, like, back in uh, that have Correct. gone back, like, uh, millennia. So. Right. But so, also yeah. with, uh, but on top of Thunderbirds, um, which... We can just let people go find that out for themselves. You know, they can go just listen look to Lucius episode and learn about them. That's yeah, an easy way up, to get yeah. started. Or Quetzalcoatl, or however the fuck it's actually pronounced. Um, well, it's also it's also uh, one of the largest. Uh, uh, it's it, they also gave that name to one of the largest uh, prehistoric birds. Um, word. I mean, and yeah, and speaking remember. of prehistoric, uh, there have been instances of these big bird cryptids where they're. Like they've been described as like pterodactyls Correct. and yeah. shit. Um, that is to say, they they they're they have leathery wings uh, with arms, uh, you know, usually attached at the top, as opposed to um, well, pretty much kind of like a bat. I believe they have they they're described with simian uh, facial features characteristics, and uh, well, you know, human. Well, it's got a humanoid body, well, so it's got legs it, and. Well, it ranges from that to also just like just. Big fucking birds. Like right, there's, me. you know, as we have sightings here in the valley, most of them, um, I think some of them did fall in the category of potentially like a like a prehistoric, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. description. Bird. But for the most part, they're big fucking birds. Just right, there we go. Big not, not the ass same. birds. They have a wingspan of like eight to twelve feet. That's one of the big boys. And, yeah, and I think they're like five to six yeah. feet tall birds. I mean, I would get freaked out if I saw a huge bird. You know, I don't want to see a fucking huge bird in front of me, you know. That no. could probably, like, kill no. me. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about where we can find these big birds. Uh, a lot of them are in the yeah. Rio Grande Valley here. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones that you would see uh, if you're driving around. San Diego, Harlingen, Brownsville, anywhere in the valley. This is this is pretty much our claim to fame uh, as far as, like, cryptids are concerned. This is where most of the occurrences happen here in the real world. And Valley. serious investigations have ensued yeah. by cryptozoologists. That's correct. There's an account in the 1970s, uh, one of the Big Bird sighted, says it left no evidence behind other than sightings and one attack over a brief period of time. And there are theories. It says the Big Bird isn't the adorable one who lives on Sesame Street. What a crock of shit there. They called it that because it's. You know, it's, it's called Big joke. Bird, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, it's funny. It's uh, it's like a demon. Let's call the it The same report that I'm going to talk about here, there's various reports or various um, records uh, in the book as well. They do talk about this uh, instant, mm-hmm. this incident. And there's another article from uh, my essay, which is, I guess, my San Antonio. Uh, it has actually a, a newspaper clipping. It says, San Antonio, Thursday, February 26, 1976. Teachers buzz by big birds. And so basically in this account, it says January 1st, uh, Tracy Lawson and cousin Jackie Davies were playing outside when they saw the creature. And it was over five feet tall, had dark red eyes, bald head, gorilla-like face, and a long beak. Uh, the avian admitted a shrill screech. Screech, yeah. And the next day, their fathers saw three toe tracks pressed about an inch into the ground. And the family dog stayed inside of its doghouse, leaving only to go into the house for dinner, and then it had to get forced back outside. And in January 7th, the policeman Arturo Badia saw something in the headlights of his cruiser. 
It was a huge bird. Minutes later, fellow officer Homer Galvan sighted a large back silhouette gl gliding through the air. And another person, I can't pronounce the first name, Alversio Guajardo, spotted the creature and described it as looking like a bat. We do have a lot of bats here in the valley, just FYI. Yep. Yeah. I get them over, flying over my yeah. house usually every, every other night. On January 14th, Armando Grimaldo heard a sound like a bat's wings flapping. Could have been a bat. Suddenly, a large, large talons grabbed him and tore his shirt. And it was bird like it was a bird-like creature with red eyes and a monkey-like face and no beak. It says about this time, several school teachers witnessed the strange bird with a wingspan of at least 12 feet across. One of the teachers performed some research and discovered a picture that looked like what they saw. And the image that the teacher found depicted a what does he call it? Tetrasaur? Oh, a pterosaur. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peace salad. So like a pteranodon or a pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah. You see, I was thinking pterodactyl, but I wasn't too sure if that was going to jump to that oh, yeah. conclusion oh, yeah. with that. But you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But apparently that caused a little bit of a uh, reaction. There was some jokes and stuff regarding the big bird. It says initially the big bird was a target of jokes, including those said by Johnny Carson on his national television show, <laughs> which is good. The Valley made it to national. You know, whenever there were the riots, uh, the riots occurred in San Benito High School, Back in 1999 yeah. or 2000, those yeah. also made uh, Jay Leno made jokes about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then they, so then he, then they, they, then he bombed. I got it. Cool. Yeah. And as the sightings continued, radio station offered a reward for the creature's capture. A television station broadcast a picture of an alleged bird track that measured about 12 inches long. And the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department feared hunters might mistake and protected large, rare bird like the whooping crane for this strange, mysterious bird. Subsequently, they made the public aware that all birds were protected by state and or federal law. Cryptid law, justice for everything, people. Justice for everything. Don't be, don't, just like the Lechusa, you know, they're just because it strikes some fear into your heart doesn't mean that it's going to do you no harm. I mean, I don't know right. what this particular police officer was doing that required that, uh, allowed the bird to kind of come in and like attack his shirt or something or strike at him. No idea. Maybe he was uh, harassing the bird in some way. It says some giant, some giant bird sightings are revealed as hoaxes or misunderstandings. And if you are that bird that got harassed by a police officer, please contact us at MoQuest Law. Yes, 555-555-555. We will represent you. Remember, justice for all cryptids. For everything, for everything, we got yes. you guys. Our bird law specialists are waiting. We'll work tirelessly. <laughs> <laughs> the giant bird theories is that it was the Mothman uh, that was rejected, mainly because the descriptions are too different and this creature's sightings were limited to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, the Thunderbird and, of course, the, the pterodactyl thing. But they're just giant birds. I don't think any one of these have been uh, captured. No, necessarily. we would have... Definitely Absolutely heard about not. that shit. But uh, one of, Ken, Ken Gerhard, the guy who wrote uh, this Monsters of Texas, also did write another book called Big Bird, Modern Sign yeah. Sightings of Flying Monsters. Uh, there is a chapter in this book called uh, basically Flying Creatures, but this, whole, this is a whole book dedicated to the subject. So if you want to check that out, you can. And basically, uh, there is a drawing in here. It says, cited on December 25th, 2013 at 12.58 p.m., flying over... Judson and 1604, and this is in San Antonio because that's where he's from. Basically, looks like a pterodactyl. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's pretty much what's on the cover. At least I think that's kind of like what's on the cover. Doesn't have that that monkey face that people were describing. No. Uh, yeah. in, in the book, they do describe basically what this creature is in the front of the cover of his book. Uh, one of them described the tail as being the tail of the devil. Um, and I'm assuming that's the person's limited. It's a four. It's limited, a four uh, tail. It's not even like it's like a triangle tail. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The little spade or whatever. And and I'm that kind of uh, response is, I guess, to someone's limited knowledge of what the devil or Lucifer would look like. I mean, this is just general pop culture pictures that mm-hmm. they're pretty much uh, stemming from. Any other things regarding the big bird here, guys? No, just apparently, like, it was just, it was really refreshing to see that apparently in our region, there's a huge uh, occurrence of them, you know, um, and enough to draw attention from, you know, cryptid hunters. It's, it's cool stuff, man. It's just a quick detail here. I don't know. I don't think you'd mentioned it, but uh, it does say um, that... Um, in Big Bend National Park in 1972, four years before the first sightings of uh, Big Bird, they uh, they found fossil remains of the largest known uh, flying pterosaur. The that's and that's what I was trying to mention before, oh, Daniel. I forgot to say the Quetzalcoatlus. And so uh, this could, I mean, I think it'd be a pretty pretty fucking nifty if this was an example of just like a r- very insanely rare uh, animal that. You know, sort of cohabitated oh, along from prehistory, yeah. like the uh, like the coelacanths, and uh, I forget what other ones that they that they found of things that are basically essentially living dinosaurs um, that were supposed to have fucking died out forever and a half ago. I think this one's kind of interesting and plausible, mostly in the sense that, or because of you know, growing up in the valley, like there are fucking birds everywhere here. And then you, we find, you find out later on that this is actually a bottleneck where, you know, one of the biggest uh, places to find just every kind of goddamn bird under the sun coming through here. Uh, so because of their migration routes and stuff, a lot of them, a lot of them come through our area, our area specifically. And, uh, so to me, that kind of tracks along with, uh, you know, this this being something that, you know, might very, very likely be possible uh, or probable, excuse me. Word. All right. Thorns so birds. Big, big old birds. Again, uh, if you want any more history on Thunderbirds and a little bit more lore behind that, uh, check out our Lechusa episode. We go pretty deep on that one as well. Our next cryptid we're going to be talking about is the Donkey Lady of San Antonio. I found this one uh, somewhat sad, and uh, the story is sad, it is but sad, you it's know? that kind of general, kind of like La Llorona kind yeah, of. Yeah, this is one structure. of those stories that must not die kind of feeling uh, uh, narratives. Right. So there is a bridge in San Antonio. Is it called Donkey Lady Bridge? I don't think it's I, the official I, name. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could have sworn I saw something that said like Donkey Lady something. It's a, I'm pretty sure that's not the name of the bridge though, but uh, I guess that's what it's known for since yeah, the wall is attached to it. That, that, that would be fucking lady funny bridge, though. But you know, next time next time I go to San Antonio, I'm gonna just ask a local, be like, "Where's that Donkey Lady bridge at, man?" Yeah, geez. And they're gonna uh, be like, "Oh, son, it's gonna be right over here, and it's gonna be like right near there, like where we used to live again, Daniel." I'm like, "Wow, I can't believe it." Word. So according to the the lore of 
the donkey lady. It says in the 1950s, there was a woman years. There was a woman of, I don't didn't say years. It just says years. This is terribly yes. written also. Uh, who was horribly burned in a fire, resulting in her freakish disfigurement. The, wo- the woman was cast out and banished, forced to live in- alone in the woods. That's kind of shitty. That is it's really yeah. shitty. It says, now she or perhaps her ghost haunts the area. It is said that if one parks near the bridge at night, turns off the headlights and calls out her name three times, she will appear. Donkey lady. Donkey yeah, lady. Geez. Donkey lady. So that's supposed to Are you going to gonna say like, as, uh, <laughs> like fucking Eddie Murphy in Shrek? Dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. The fucking donkey from Shrek. <laughs> donkey lady. Donkey lady. Donkey lady. <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> it says, it is, it is said that if one parks near the bridge at night, turns off the headlights, calls out her name three times, she will appear. In this respect, the story mirrors the other notable urban legends, including that of Bloody Mary, as well as La Llorona. And there are variations to the story, and many San Antonio residents have claimed to have had frightening experiences at this location. One interesting twist is that there used to be a phone number that was circulating, which was said to belong to the donkey lady. And if you were to call this number, you would inevitably be rewarded by the sound of her hoof beats drawing ever (laughs) nearer. God damn, like she was disfigured. I mean, did she did she fucking like get hooves when she was like disfigured in this uh this Was she fire? she was on fire and the shoe she was on, she stepped on some shoe horses. <laughs> and they like they got seared uh-huh. through her fucking hands and or feet. Or horseshoes. Her- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she clap claps along now. So now if you say donkey lady third time three times, you're gonna hear the Damn right. You hear the coconuts from fucking Monty Python, yeah. dude. Yeah. Clapping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, this is supposed uh, to be a sad moment, guys. According, according to this uh, article here, the, someone did drive out there and said they arrived at dusk and was surprised to find one of the most serene natural settings one could imagine with a charming little creek surrounded by lush woodlands. And the old stone bridge was quite narrow and quaint. And I immediately walked across and called out to the donkey lady thrice, but to no avail. However, I did notice that some nearby rapids sounded like clip-clop in certain spots. Man, they're really just trying, they are to, really fucking trying reaching, to like yeah. find something there. They're painting a picture, yeah. you know. And occasionally right. I would also a hear one, a sound but... like a door creaking, although I never found the source. And after a while, I decided to ascend down to the water and take a look. To my ascend. sheer... And yeah... <laughs> It says ascend. It would be well. It should be descend, but descend, whatever. Yeah, yes. descend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's confusing enough. But all right, I went up and down <laughs> to take a look. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Like somebody had a thesaurus and was just like, or just a dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Like, that really <laughs> sounds awesome. I think they fucking got it backwards. So, <laughs> to my sheer and utter amazement, there was mm-hmm. a lone hoof print embedded in the creek's muddy bank. Okay, I took a photograph definitely of it. a writer we got here. But strangely, I am not able to download the image onto my computer, and every time I view it on my camera, it freezes up. Fucking creepy pasta. Kind of oh like gosh. our camera, my camera overheating constantly right now, and Daniel's <laughs> monitor no. fucking losing its shit. There's, there's <laughs> a paranormal. Just don't like it, man. There's a paranormal cloud. Over all of our Valley Strange episodes, guys. It's fucking up so with anytime, anytime that everything that I do here works without a hitch, that means there's something wrong. 
because no, everyone there's else something gets wrong, fucked. and it's something's gonna happen to me and Daniel's <laughs> shit, and not yours. And, yeah, then then that's how we know if it's if. if that's what we're gonna ask uh, Roland. You having trouble there? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. I'll go, Daniel. Yeah. We're gonna be oh, all right, man. We're gonna oh, be all right. Be fine our end. <laughs> well, thanks for asking. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, whatever. You know, it, uh, it all started, uh, Roland, when you said you fixed that fucking writing error on that P4 there. Oh like, god damn it! Yeah, all <laughs> like, right. Everything's working fine now, and then fucking camera overheats. Kiss of death. Yeah, Convenient. monitors going fucking crazy. <laughs> thanks a lot, Roland. You uh, have cursed us. I'm happy to be of service, yeah. as as always. The curse of the rolling lady. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say like donkey rolling or something, but Donk. all right, hey, sure. hey, relax, man, come down. There was a, a story here of someone att- it says it's titled "Attacked at Donkey Lady Bridge." So we'll just go over this one and then we'll move on to our last cryptid of this episode. It says I had an incident similar to the one. Airborne submitted, and that's uh, some other person. This is another story that they had above this, but I'm not going to read that one. It says, one weekend in 1989, some friends and I were driving around in the 1973 Impala one of them owned, as we usually did. We were showing the younger cousins of the driver, Todd, around, and they had turned 13 that year and were being inducted. Whatever the fuck that means. We decided to drive to Donkey Lady Bridge. That's what they call it, Donkey Lady Bridge. Yeah. Partly since we had never been there before. Partly to give them a good scare. Any child, particularly the south, southeast side ones, and they're talking about the ones in San Antonio, that's weird, that have grown up in San Antonio knows about the donkey lady. There was even a phone number you could call. We talked about that in a second. Or we talked about that earlier. We drove out to the bridge, turning off the headlights before we were actually on it. It was a very eerie. It was very eerie out there at night. And it was much more because the... Almost full moon, barely lighting the bridge. Todd started to slowly advance across the bridge when a figure appeared seemingly from nowhere in the middle of it. It's just a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> you got any crack? He, he stopped the car and we Your whispered. Your friend said you can give me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the car and we whispered speculations as to who or what it was. We were not expecting to see anything, much less this. Todd placed the car in gear again and honking his horn slowly inched his way toward the figure, which promptly vanished. The car was stopped again and this made us shut up. Todd sat listening to our suggestions to back up or gun the car to the other side when something landed on the hood of the car. Everyone screamed and Todd slammed the car into reverse and floored it. The dark figure rolled from the hood and Todd didn't stop until we had reached the main road. And made our way to the Denny's on Southwest Military near uh, Highway Ten. International Highway Ten. Yeah. See, that story just sounds like the beginning of like I know what you did last summer. <laughs> they hit the crackhead, <laughs> or the crackhead jumped yeah. up, <laughs> <laughs> chases after him. That's the attack. They they got the car got attacked basically. All of these stories have kind of the same type of formula. They see it does nothing or goes away or they run away yeah. and then that's the end of it a lot of these are like gather around the campfire kids kind of mm-hmm. kind of setups which yeah and i mean i don't know about you guys uh did your family members ever like turn off the lights and tell you ghost stories and shit when you were younger nah dude my no. my aunts and uncles did that shit to us all the time dude no i didn't i didn't actually 
I I didn't start hearing about any of that until because they would they would tell us these stories. They would tell me I learned about that stuff in school, like second grade. We you know the teacher would turn off all the lights and he'd sit everyone there and he'd start reading stories uh, stories that must not die, and I fucking loved it at that point. Uh, is when I when I started reading whatever the fuck else I could find. Uh, but no, I never ever heard anything like that from family. Okay, so our last cryptid for this episode is, for lack of a better name, the Jeepers Creepers monster. Monster. And I had hoped uh, there would be a better name for that, but since no, everyone in the Valley no. is a fan of the movie or franchise That's Jeepers Creepers, it's the Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers yeah. uh, Roland, you want to give us some more uh, insight into the Jeepers Creepers monster here? I mean, give us more. <laughs> Lay it on us. Give it to I me. guess I'll, I'll go ahead and check out the story here i was i was trying to find stuff about the valley uh obviously and uh came across this one um you've got another link here i guess for another uh area that had been cited in but specifically this uh, apparently was um spotted at las milpas uh you know far uh, the far area ish um which if anyone is unfamiliar with that area if you go a little further south you're 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 in the wildlife refuge so there's nothing but well, there's empty fields, and then there's forest, and then it's the river, you know, past that. And so they, uh, there's some people driving. Uh, let me see here. I'll just go ahead and read the, uh, the thing here. They were driving south down I Road. It was the, the mother, the mother's uh, sister next to her at uh, the person. Bro, Roland, Roland, for God's sakes, read it like you're from the valley, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we were driving down south. That's kind of like probably New Jersey, though. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, it, oh God. Plus, just, we were with, uh, yeah, there and my, Plus, yeah, suddenly, suddenly we my mom was like, yeah. suddenly my mom was like, yes, yes, so what is that? We all looked as she slowed down a bit. I just want to make it clear she to our, I want to make it clear to our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. It's literally Wait, written like that. Guess it's, 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 so, and that's it's literally so. written like that. It's too yeah, there's like, there's like authentic. four O's attached it's to too the authentic, story. all right? That's what it is. <laughs> it's written too authentic, anyway. yeah. So it was like a second when they realized the thing was like a man with huge wings struggling to fly. They screamed in panic at whatever the thing they heard, uh, you know, hurt us. It stopped and fell into the Monte Forest. It was almost getting dark, but there was still enough sunlight to see what they saw. Super scary. I kept screaming, thinking that the thing was going to follow us. We were really in shock. There are things here between us that we don't even know. God, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, it's written like crap, but uh, they didn't see its face, but uh, yeah. they didn't see what looked like an average man with huge wings. And, of course, they put the fucking pictures of the Jeepers Creepers monster there. Shit, with his trench coat and his bat wings and stuff. The shadow totally looked like Jeepers Creepers. I don't know, but I have an aunt that many years ago saw something similar in the far in Osa Bridge. Uh, jumped in front of her car at night, and they, she told the U.S. Customs, and they seemed like they already knew about it. She did say that the one she saw had some type of long jacket. Maybe it roams the land in Las Milpas and surrounding areas, but I heard they'd seen it uh, all around the valley. Um, there was a video that was uh, available here, but now it is not. Just let the listeners know, our source here is uh, the True Horror Stories of Texas, which is a website that's been around for quite a while. And I think the same, the two dudes that run this, the uh, they have their own podcast as well. So, I mean, yeah. This account was apparently uh, listed here in 2007. Uh, excuse me, 2017. Yeah. So it's fairly recent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some of the sto the stories that are like left here are from actual 
just residents of the valley. They're not. Yeah. They're not like rewritten to like for extra. No. I. I and they're not. They're not written or edited to to be on this website. Punch just, them up in yeah, any way. They're just yeah. thrown right. in no, it's, as it's almost, uh, they're written by the the actual yeah, eyewitness. The, the people that submitted them, the accounts, which is cool. Uh, at the very least, I I I I can maybe give them a little more. Uh, uh, benefit of the doubt as far as that goes yeah there was another story that i had under the jeepers creepers monster that took place near houston i believe and the but they, batman the houston yeah. they call it the houston yeah. batman again I don't, terrible names guys come on which um i think that was tied to like there's a, also like i think that cryptic because i went through that article but i didn't re- remember reading the incident of the nasa gargoyle that they called the batman as well um, yeah where apparently there was some dude who worked at NASA that had a a few views of a gargoyle looking thing and yeah. referred to it as like a, a Batman. Mm-hmm. But so I'm not sure if this cryptid specifically is like linked to that one, but just when reading through that story, I was like, damn, that sounds really reminiscent of that NASA experience. Right. Actually, I'll go through this article really quick. Um Word. This one uh, came off the Texas Hill Country, uh, which is we have a, a few articles from this website. It says, you probably heard of the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The 1960s era sightings of, bizarre wing, of a bizarre winged creature in Point Pleasant became the basis for a book by John Keel, which in turn became the basis for a Richard Gere movie titled The Mothman Prophecies. The Mothman is famous, but Texas has its own earlier sighting of a similar creature. It says, have you heard of the Houston Batman? And it would begin one night in June 1953. A young Houston housewife named Hilda Walker was sitting on the porch of her house on East 3rd Street along with her neighbors, Judy Meyer, 14, and Howard Phillips, 33. And it was a peaceful, though a very hot night. And what happened next shocked the trio. Walker later described what they witnessed. According to the author Nick Redfern, the author of our uh, main source here, Walker stated, 25 feet away, I saw a huge shadow across the lawn. I thought at first it was a magnified reflection of a big moth caught in the nearby streetlight. Then the shadow seemed to bounce upward into a pecan tree. We all looked up, and that's when we saw it. It was a man-like form which stood six and a half feet tall and sported bat wings on its back. A strange yellow glow surrounded the Batman. (laughs) They're already calling it the Batman. Uh, The witnesses sat stunned and watched for 30 seconds. Then the light began to fade. And the figure vanished. Judy Meyer let out an ear-piercing scream. Ah. Immediately afterwards, Walker went on. We had heard a loud swoosh over the house tops across the street. And it was like the white flash of a torpedo-shaped object. I've heard so much about the flying saucer stories that I thought all those people telling the stories were crazy. (laughs) But now I don't know what to believe. I may be nuts, but I saw it. Whatever it was, I sat there stupefied. I was amazed. (laughs) Philip stated, we looked across the street and saw a flash of light rise from another tree and take off like a jet. The next morning, Walker made the police report of the terrifying encounter. And it's been nearly 70 years since the flying humanoid was reported by Walker, but has something similar been witnessed more recently? Ken Gerhardt, again, another dude who also wrote this book, uh, tells uh, the story of a employees of a Bella theater in Houston who are said mm-hmm. to have witnessed a gigantic helmeted man crouching on the rooftop downtown in the 1990s. But yes, uh, Daniel, it, it does uh, seem similar to that uh, 
Yeah, the Houston. The Houston. Or uh, NASA Batman. Yeah, the NASA thing, Batman you know. thing. Yeah. And uh, did, did, he have, he, did he have a dog? But yeah, it was a gargoyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he have a dog with him? I don't remember if he had a dog with him. I don't. I just remember, remember. was it perched on top of a building, right? Yeah, it was perched yeah. on top of a building, and he kind of froze. And I, I think he told it. He did or told his wife or didn't tell his wife. Um, but yeah, basically, something I thought he told his happened. supervisor as well. Yeah, the supervisor yeah, yeah. Kind of like yeah. you know, hey, yeah, like let's not talk about this. Like, but it, apparently, like. He wasn't the only dude who had reported seeing right. like this gargoyle duder. So if you are in the Houston area, be wary of this creature. And if you are in Las Milpas, far Texas. Keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out for all these things in the sky. Now, I've um have you all like frequent far the far uh area? You know when you go past the town, like going down that main road in far like it seems to get a little creepier down there. I've never been further down like a certain point, but uh You mean Cage? I guess I guess I guess the one that's under the expressway yeah. interchange. Yeah. It just yeah. Yeah, it uh it's strange going there uh, down that road at night. Um it feels a lot because it goes from being like very busy and like industrialized near the expressway to just yeah. All yeah, of a sudden, your fields and shit. Yeah, yeah, there's your fields. All of a sudden, you feel like you're just in a little town, like like here in Elsa or whatever kind of thing. Uh, I used to go out there. Uh, <laughs> I used to go out there drinking with friends uh, because there was a basketball court that we would go uh, we would go play at uh, for shit. Actually, for quite a while, uh, and um, I always got a real weird sense walking because I would walk around there at night. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like there was a Wendy's across the street that you could go to and nice. something. So yeah, we'd go and get food. Um, yeah, like I always, I was always weirded out because it was like not even very far away from the expressway, and like all of a sudden, you know, all the noise just cuts out, and you're just, you know, you you feel like you're in a different place. Um, and then yeah, you know, past that, you you're you're out in the sticks. So right. so that's basically. Our list of uh, Texas cryptids for now. There are pl- many more, but like lesser yeah. known. Uh, we do want to give some uh, kind of participation trophies or ribbons yeah. to yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of these uh, cryptids. Uh, one of them was the Lake Worth monster, but that was attributed right. to like the goat man also. Like they and kind of Bigfoot. had the same similarities. Uh, yeah, so it's also like, attributed to Bigfoot. So yeah. yeah, also attributed to Bigfoot. Yeah. And um, there was uh, the wild man of Navidad. That was that story basically seemed a little on the possibly racist point in time in history. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there was sucks. a lot of uh, persons that were, seemed wild and like yeah. they had to be captured by people. Right. This is um, a, that was an example of primitive man. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, one of them, uh, Roland, you had mentioned that uh, uh, the, the hat, hat man. man. So I had found a few Reddit uh, reports, <laughs> accounts, whatever, comments of people uh, throughout Texas as, as well. Uh, I only recently found out that, you know, the hat man was a, anything at all. Uh, it mostly reads just like some sort of shadow uh, figure, shadow entity, uh, you know, the, that, that particular uh, phenomenon. But uh, the difference is uh, mainly in that it's appar- apparently this this dark silhouette uh, wh- wears what seems like a, a long trench coat. Yeah. And uh, either a fedora or some kind of like old-timey fart hat. The rest of its body is, is basically shrouded in, in, uh, uh, in darkness. Um, but it's appeared in 
a lot of different accounts. Um, the ones that I read about in Texas was that some, supposedly someone out in Enchanted uh, Rock spotted him behind a tree kind of thing out there. Uh, just poke, because that's, that's, there are quite a few different accounts of it saying, uh, doing different things. A lot of it seems to be the whole peekaboo thing where it, it, he'll look out at, you know, it's from behind something at people. There are other uh, re- accounts of it appearing at, at people's, uh, at the foot of their bed or, you know, or like next to them when they're sleeping. Uh, they'll huh. look at it and they'll see that it has, where it's supposed to have eyes, it'll just have like, you know, sockets. And you might see a, like a little glowing white point of, uh, of light in each or you just see right through its head completely, through its eyes. To, uh, there was another account that I found last night of it apparently being uh, more of a benign uh, report where... Uh, someone would, uh, this as a kid, uh, his parent, he'd fall asleep in his living room and his parents would carry him to his room. You know, I, don't, mm. I, I imagine most most people have had that kind of instance or whatever at some point where your, your parents would pick you up or this kind of thing and move you around. <laughs> so um, the reason that this uh, account was uh, notable uh, was that apparently it was the reverse was happening, which is not a thing uh, that uh, this person ever had happened. So they were they were lifted, they were carried from their room to the living room, and apparently they, they woke up midway and they they saw what was carrying them, and it was the the hat man. But th- instead of being scared shitless, apparently they were very comforted and gentle, and like they got some strange sense of just peace, uh, whatever. Right. That's, exactly. that's fucking strange. And so. <laughs> So the, the drugs. Yeah. So the kid uh, just, you know, went back to sleep. And that was that was the end of that. That was the only account that I ever found of that. So I don't know necessarily. Most of the ones that I come across or came across were of the opposite. You know, it gave mm-hmm. it instilled some sense of dread in right. uh, folks. But yeah, it mostly just sounds like a shadow, uh, some sort of shadow entity kind of kind of uh, phenomenon. I, I, I couldn't say uh, it's interesting. But, uh, All right. you know, there's not a whole lot there. We're going to move on to our very, very brief um, perfect attendance trophy cryptids. Those are cryptids that don't deserve the name cryptid because they're I kind of they're kind of fucking lame. and category, yeah. like, hard. The dog, man there, of, but... the dog Man of San Benito. <clears throat> we talked about this uh, at one point. It was an article that came up, and it was a really flip phone video of some dog man then in San Benito, and it was pretty fucking lame, and it reminded me of the hybrid man dog at the freak show in Brownsville, <laughs> uh, where oh, it was just a, it was just a dog. I met that guy at uh, yeah. at the uh, fucking Ozfest. Uh, no, it was it was it? a man hanging out with a dog, and they they had the balls oh. to call this a fucking freak show. And I was really pissed off that they ate my dollar. So, yeah. and then Famous. we also have Hogzilla, which is basically a wild hog going around. I think Jamie shoots these things on a regular basis. So <laughs> I wouldn't really call it anything to be fearful of. They just no. roam Texas freely. So, uh, those, oh, it's a pig. Shoot it. those are your perfect attendance trophy cryptids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't deserve the name cryptid. They're. Just regular <laughs> things that people just want to attribute to some sort of supernatural element, and they don't deserve yeah. it. So, no. yeah, but uh, I mean, there's but plenty they're of, fun. Yeah, they're fun. Fun. Yeah, yeah, shit yeah, out there. There's a fun, whole yeah. goddamn dogman subreddit, <laughs> <laughs> which is well, awesome. I, I, I won't awesome. say that the dogman doesn't exist. I'm just saying that the dogman in these particular 
arid. Yeah, this context, area is yeah. just terrible. Yeah, in the valley. Right. It's, it's nothing. And I, and I will say that I did put the dogman of San Benito, specifically that particular dogman. <laughs> Cryptid, yeah. alleged cryptid. I still remember yeah. watching so for this one specific, this one specific phone one. image. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of minor other mentions that uh, we we sort of gone over or decided not to bother with. Like there was a lizard man sighting, I think, in the seventies or some such in a place yeah. called yeah, yeah it was like so black many, black uh, bear yeah. too, Honey like, Grove. Texas, uh, yeah, right. The black bears. The, the the there's also the shadow cats, uh, which is another thing yeah. that I think is just okay. It's a melanistic jaguar. They're they're actually they're so they they you you <laughs> they're hunting and migrating sort of uh, territories uh, aren't too far off of you know bordering bordering our areas bordering. Yeah, Texas. they aren't, but it's just uh, so, large black cats are kind of a rare thing. And absolutely, uh, they are. I don't think but it's a cryptid, also another but, cryptid. Yeah, like, but it's considered you know, a cryptid because they sure. shouldn't be here, but they are. But I don't know. All, all I had to say to that is climate change, baby. or magical, <laughs> like other cryptids. Doesn't exist. Got it, Roland. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Awesome. Hey, no, that's all. I'm just making sure that, you know. We, Jordan we Peterson do, and, and uh, Jim Brewer said so. So, yeah. So <laughs> said. Just, just wanted to make sure we debunk the stupid science and get on to the real good shit. Okay. So, that'll be it for our first episode of 2022 for Valley Strange, Texas Cryptid. Fuck yeah. We'll actually be coming at you with a new Books of the Strange. Just so happens to be this one again, the Mothman planned, it's going to be The Mothman yeah. Prophecies by John Keel. We're going to be talking about that book uh, later on uh, in the next couple of weeks. So keep your ears out for that. And we'll be having more videos up on YouTube uh, that kind of help with the narration of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. There'll be pictures and stuff. Uh, just bear with us. It takes time to do those videos. So they're slowly be coming out. So um, yeah, I suck check at this job I'm not paid for. So sorry. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, learning as I go along. <clears throat> so... Keep uh, subscribe to our Valley Strange YouTube channel. Subscribe to our CineQuest YouTube channel. Uh, we have more stuff coming out for Anatomy Mixtape also this month. So keep an eye out for that. You can go on Spotify now and rate it a particular star rating. Preferably four to five stars would be nice. If you're listening, if you could do that, <laughs> right. please. If you have a um, choice, just all the stars. And it's if, super. You yeah, know. if you are just watching nice on YouTube. Comment, you know. If you're watching on YouTube, please uh, like and subscribe if you can do that as well. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google or however else you can rate us or share with your friends, share with family members, share with uh, fellow Valley residents that like things about cryptids and Texas monsters and stuff like that. We're kind of new to the game, but not necessarily. We've been going at it for a couple of years now, so hopefully we're getting better and you're enjoying it, and you're entertained. Remember, we're not Are just informational. Not? We're trying to be entertaining as well. So anything else we'll to add, see. peoples? Um, no. No. Just uh, that, was, that was pretty fun. All right. Yep. Uh, hopefully we can get back on schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Valley Strange, we'll see you next time, and hopefully you're listening next time. Bye. See you. See you, dudes. Blue midges going to my house. I find interesting that uh, a lot of times when we do Valley Strange episodes, there's always some weird technical shit that goes wrong with our stuff. Yeah. You notice that?
Yeah, I think we've, we've tried about it this before. Reacting right. to us uh, trying to tell the truth. Dan <sighs> Daniel's monitor is going off the the rails. My camera keeps overheating, and Roland's stuff works perfectly. Interesting. For once, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. I'm. I'm. Not, I don't have to. I did not have to do shit for once. I'm just like, I'll be there, guys, in a couple minutes. Oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> what? It's working. <laughs> and then I, you I guys mean, get fucked, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. That's that's worth reporting, <laughs> I think. Jeez. 